What is up, everybody? Episode 31 of the Will Wonder Pod. Uh, shout out to Angel from the other side of the Beehive. He actually won the 30 for 30, so the $30 for the 30th episode last week. Um, I'll have a lot more contests coming. I'm super excited for what I have coming up um, for the pod as far as merchandise goes. We have some really, really, really dope shirts on the way, as well as some other cool things. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see. What what happened since we spoke last week? Um, I mean, the worst, the the saddest news by far was the uh, passing of Biz Marquee. If you're in the hip-hop, even if you aren't in the hip-hop, um, you know a little bit about Biz Marquee. Whether you had kids at one point who were into Yo Gabba Gabba or, you know, the legendary song Just a Friend. You know who Biz Marquee is, has a, um, a great catalog of, of albums, of music. So if you don't or you haven't in the past, make sure you go and check out some Bismarcky music. Um, obviously, there's Just a Friend, but there's so much more than that from Bismarcky. There's Vapors, there's Make the Music with Your Mouth Biz, Nobody Beats the Biz, uh, Biz Going Off, Picking Boogers. Yes, Picking Boogers. <laughs> so uh, make sure you go um, check out some Biz- Bismarcky music. He, he seemed like a guy who everyone honestly loved. And, you know, it was in the game for a very long time, became a DJ not too long ago, um, but, but very sad, died at the age of 57, was a producer as well, did a lot of stuff with, you know, Big Daddy Kane, um, Melly Mel, a lot of guys from the 80s and then all the way up through the 90s and, and was around and you would see him from time to time, Was just seemed very nice, very funny, so sad that he had passed away. Um, you know, at the relatively, honestly, the young, the young age of 57 years old, but he did leave us with a lot of great music. So make sure again, those songs that I had mentioned, you check those out. Okay. I'm, I'm going to leave this intro relatively light because I do have a fairly packed pod for you. Have a couple of fun guests coming up, but, uh, let's see what else. Team USA seems to be on track, getting back on track, but at the same time, they're having issues. Uh, Bradley Beal is out. Kevin Love is out. They were replaced by JaVel McGee and Keldon Johnson, which um, a lot of people, even myself, at the very beginning were like, what the hell kind of replacements are those? But when you look at the team, they need guys to do jobs that, um, you know, superstars generally don't want to do. And maybe that's the case with this Team USA team. So Keldon Johnson came in that last game, kind of a spark plug for him, did really well. JaVel McGee will do all the dirty work. And it'll be really cool to see these guys potentially play for a gold medal. Um, but again, they're, they're having even other issues. Zach Levine isn't traveling with the uh, with, with the team due to his health and safety protocols. But from what I read, they're hoping that he can join them um, after he's all cleared. So tough road ahead for Team USA. Again, I had touched on a couple episodes ago on the competition they have and we've all seen what they've done as far as the exhibitions go so i'm excited for the olympics to get started hopefully they can get through this safely without too many setbacks from uh covid because i mean if you paid attention there's been a couple of positive cases already out there um so time will tell but hopefully they can just get through it and we have a you know a fun olympics i love i love the summer olympics so Oh, what else? Ooh, I mean, game five of the NBA Finals. It's looking at this point. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm going to say it anyways, that my Bucks in six 
prediction will be correct. Um, man, that game, game five. I mean, you've all seen it by now. You've all heard all the commentary on it, so I'm not going to dive too deep on it. But but that last, almost last play where Booker is... In my head, I was thinking, okay, P.J. Tucker picks him up. He's going to take Tucker to the hoop. Uh, not necessarily the hoop, but to a, a mid-range and hit the shot. Instead, he decides to go into the key where it's semi-clogged anyways... Um, Holiday rips the ball from him. They head down the lob to Giannis, which was just like amazing. The foul by Chris Paul, which um, was kind of surprising that they didn't call that intentional, flagrant something. Because, I mean, if that's anybody but Giannis, dude's probably flying out to the uh, into the audience, but into the first row. But great fight by the Bucks. Great game altogether. Very excited as I record this for game six tonight, which starts shortly. Um, in the event the Milwaukee Bucks win this game and win the NBA championship, I will come back at the very end of the pod for a little instant reaction. If they don't, well then, <laughs> I won't be back <laughs> at the end of the pod. But um, like I said, we've got a, a pretty packed show, so I want to get into that. Um, at the start, I have my guy, my correspondent, Sebastian coming on as we review uh, Space Jam, the new Space Jam with LeBron James. And then we also have a fun little uh, cartoon draft at the end where we both picked five cartoon players for our teams as well as a coach. And uh, I guess, you know, we'll have you guys vote. We did a $25 bet, so that'll be fun. Um, And then after that, my guy Rob White comes on, who is actually new to the podcast, but uh, I'll definitely have back more. And we dive into the NBA draft. We talk lottery as far as a mock draft goes. We talk about some players who we think each team will take, some of the needs of these teams, as well as some potential sleepers and some potential busts. After that, I'll be back with a very quick sports-related NBA draft related, I wonder. Um, and then again, if the Bucks win the championship tonight, I will be back with some instant reaction and hopefully a, a, a guest to accompany me on that. But again, time will tell. So let's get into it with my guy Sebastian on the Space Jam review and our cartoon starting five draft. In Space Jam 2021, a new legacy is now in theaters and on HBO Max, and it stars none other than the LeBron James. So who better to have on this uh, movie review than my special correspondent, as he's now known as, Sebastian, who, um, you know, I would say is at least a top two LeBron James stan. So his views on this film may be very one-sided, but I'm excited to have him on. Uh, Sebastian, how you doing? I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Minus the technical difficulties we had before this, I am doing perfect. <laughs> good, good, good to hear. No, I appreciate you having me. Want to talk a little LeBron. I'm down to do that any single time. So, Oh, I know. I know. It, 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 it could be 2035 and you'll still be down to hop on a pod and discuss Le- LeBron Ooh. James. Um, just to set this up for everybody, there will be quite a few spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film 
and you don't want to know you know any type of spoilers then uh, obviously you'll want to fast forward past this possibly come back at another time because we're just going to get right into spoilers and then also at the end uh, and I'll make sure to put this in the timestamps for the pod we're going to draft our starting five cartoon team <laughs> to, play, to, to play against each other. And we're also going to add a coach into that mix. So let's Ooh. get started on the, the film itself. So it opens up. We have a uh, young LeBron missing the game winner mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he's getting coached by Wood Harris, who I can't see in any other role other than ACE from paid in full. So anytime he's in a, true. anytime he's in a movie, it's hard for me to see him as anything other than that. So um, yeah, opens up with that. You know, LeBron's trying to play his Game Boy that his his friend gives him uh, before the game, and he's playing a a, a Bugs Bunny uh, Game Boy game. Did you ever have a Game Boy, Sebastian, back in the day? I did. I had. I had the. I think that's the one that actually shows it. Just a regular gray one. I didn't have the. The one that came out later with color and stuff. There was like a Game Boy Pocket, a Game Boy Color. Yeah, I just had like the original one. You could play like Tetris on. Yeah, I stuff. had the I had the one for Tetris, uh, uh, the one they show in the film. I mm-hmm. had a wrestling game that went with it. I had a basketball game, and then I got the Game Boy Dope. Color. The Game Boy Color, and in all honesty, the Game Boy Color wasn't that cool. You know what I mean? It was kind of, it was actually kind of lame. There wasn't much of an upgrade, in my opinion, when I was younger. But oh well, it is what it is. So. um the intro is kind of interesting. I mean, I, I remember the original Space Jam with Michael Jordan, and they show a lot of Michael Jordan high, highlights. But yep. this felt like, um, you know, it, it had everything from LeBron's career. It even had the, the decision in there, which I thought was yep. pretty pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was good. The funny, I was watching this with my wife, and she was like, "So is this is this a LeBron James documentary?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. This is Space Jam. <laughs> this is the new Space Jam. We just got to give it a minute." <laughs> <laughs> but. but uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. I think they did. I think not. I'm saying I think they did because uh, you're right. When the, the original Space Jam that comes out in the '90s, they have like a sequence of like you know his highlights of what he does. Yeah. So I thought I thought that was a good a good bit of them adding this to it. I was surprised though that they had everything up till the championship in the bubble. Yeah, just so yeah, they, so they, they might have just threw that in there, but. Yeah. At the very end, I think so. Um, but yeah, that, that I, you know, that was interesting. I will say this, the first 10 minutes of this movie, um, post, um, intro where it shows all his, uh, his, uh, accolades and his career up to this point, I thought it was really bad. Like not to say that Michael Jordan was a good actor, but LeBron, even like the wife for some reason, and the wife is actually a pretty good actress. She's in, um, the walking dead and a bunch of other shit. But I was like, this is going to be bad. If the, if the rest of the film is like this, the first 10 minutes, I was like, I can't, I don't know if I'm gonna get through this. I have to, I'm going to, but this is tough. Um, what, what did you think when the movie starts and we get into LeBron kind of, um, you know, being that tough dad with his kids. Cause the youngest son in the movie, yeah. his name's Dom. He wants to be kind of like a video game programmer, creator programmer and doesn't want to, concentrate on basketball but lebron you know being uh at the beginning of the film is kind of pushing him that way what, what did you think about the beginning of the movie so we're talking about very beginning until that very point i guess we could discuss like yeah. um well i thought it was great i thought lebron couldn't do any better 
<laughs> no. So, so no, being completely honest, I didn't go into the movie thinking like, wow, this is going to be some theatrical masterpiece. Right, right, right. Um, but you go in and you enjoy it. I thought I thought it was good it, since obviously we know who LeBron James kids are because they're, you know, on social media and you see them. I was my mind also thought was thinking like, how come Bronny's not in here? Let's put Bronny in here. Yeah. But uh, but it, it was cool. It was, a di- it was a different dynamic. You know, like you said, he um, he was getting pushed, obviously, to be a um, to be a take basketball seriously you know he puts the game boy down you see that which i was like man that i would never throw away a game boy but i was like cool <laughs> he he does that gets serious about it you know starts playing basketball uh to a greater level so when he's like you know writing his son telling him you know you have a lot of potential you could do this and that i thought that was i thought that was interesting because it comes full circle but yeah i was trying to see how it was going to tie into because we know the old space jam it's like you know they're going to this looney tune world this cartoon world and this one we already kind of knew was going to go something like digital mm-hmm. so i was wondering how that was going to be so right it was it was cool that it played along with his son so right i'm, I'm going to go through just notes and we can touch on different parts just of the do film it. but so after all that uh, all that's going on i have a note here that says man lebron's acting is bad what's going on here and th- and this is all the time where he's out there with his kids and you know getting into bed with his wife and it just, it, I, maybe it was, I don't know. There was just something that I was off about it. But then I have a note here that says, thank God for Don Cheadle. Cause Don Cheadle actually does a pretty good job in this movie as algae, oh, yeah. algae rhythm <laughs> at the algorithm for uh, the WB. Um, and th- we get to a point where essentially LeBron is being brought to the movie studio to um, be pitched a bunch of different roles done, uh, for the, for the, um, for the movie company. And this is all algae rhythm or algorithm, which is Don Cheadle's yep. character who has come up with these different ideas. And uh, there's a part that really made me laugh. And, and there's parts throughout the film that did make me laugh because in a sense, it felt like LeBron was almost taking shots at himself. So yep. a, a part where, where he's in there and he's in the, in the meeting and he says, you know, I'm a ball player when athletes are acting, it never goes well. And I was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, this, that's perfect. <laughs> that's a, yeah, really a good, yeah. really good way to make fun of himself. But yeah, there's a lot of little tidbits like that, that I thought were funny, mm-hmm. uh, but and we, and we could definitely get into them, but yeah, there, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. And then um, I don't want to fast, fast forward too much here, but then we get to the point where they leave the meeting, they get on the elevator and, and by they, I mean, LeBron and his youngest son in the film Dom mm-hmm. and they go down, down a, a lot of floors and they end up in like a server area. Um, and Dom gets taken into this other server world. I don't remember what they called it or if they even had a name for it. Yeah, me neither. Um, but yeah, the algae rhythm takes them. And then uh, LeBron has to you know basically save his son there there was a part where algae rhythms talking to dom and he says you know any device that has a camera i can see yep basically saying he can see or hear and then he says any or if it has a microphone i can hear which was like that's that's super creepy but it's very relevant to (laughs) everything that we go through today with people being able to hear and more than likely see you if you have a camera on your laptop or your phone, right. it can get hacked into. So that was kind of a uh, an uneasy feeling. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, anyways, they uh, algae rhythm takes Dom to this other world, and then LeBron goes and lands on kind of the the Tune Planet, I guess you would say. 
yeah, um, yeah. where Bugs Bunny is, and he's all by himself. Bugs is all alone. Algae has taken all the other characters and taken them to different places. Um, what did you think about this this portion? Because in the preview, I saw that there was going to be like a cartoon LeBron aspect where he Correct. was. Drawn. And when I saw the preview, I said, oh, I'm going to hate that. Like, I don't want to see him as a cartoon, but I actually really, really enjoyed it. What did you think about when he first meets Bugs? Me too. I uh, I like that you kind of get the best of both worlds in that sense. Like, you see him as a cartoon, but then also you see him as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, but the cartoon version, it was just funny. And that whole, <laughs> that whole setup when it's him and Bugs and they're going like, you know, talking about ramping up for their team and I don't want to jump too ahead, but I love that portion a lot. Yeah. Cause it has like a lot of little Easter eggs and it has like a lot of things that if you know, Warner brothers, things that they've movies that they've had and stuff, they yeah. kind of play on that. So yeah. that, that was hilarious. That was exactly um, one I, of my notes here. I said, I, I love how they have all the, the Warner brothers characters. So movies, that they characters. had Harry Potter, uh, DC comics, Mad Max, Austin powers, yep. Rick and Morty. Even Game of Thrones uh, and Matrix, I was like, "Wow, that's a that's a Matrix, crazy thing yeah. to tie in." Yeah. Um, they had the uh, what was it? Was it at that point in the movie? It was a point in the movie where, or once again, like you said earlier, it's kind of taking jabs at himself, like little jokes here or there, or things that are real, where people are like, "Yo, uh, you know, LeBron's a, a Batman," where they have like Bugs Bunny be kind of like he's the Batman, and yeah. LeBron's like the Robin. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, sol- solid. Um solid all around where, where LeBron's a cartoon and they're going to, you know, pretty much recruit or get different people to play on the team because you find out obviously that, uh, I guess we left that part out that LeBron has to come up with a team to beat algae rhythm and his team, which you find out is a lot of, uh, uh, players. So Dom created, creates this game at the beginning of the movie where he's taken players like uh, Anthony yep. Davis, Clay Thompson, Diana Taurasi, um, Taurasi. D- Damian Lillard, a few others. So the once we get to this part where where um, LeBron has to go out and recruit players, obviously he's like, okay, I need Superman, I need this, and they're like, uh, Bugs is like, we're probably not going to get any of these people. <laughs> Those people. <laughs> I thought that one with Superman was funny because it, it was like, uh, he's like, I could have used them in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, he, he says that, which is kind of funny because there was a point in time where Shaq did play with Cleveland. And I'm not saying it was a shot at Shaq. Yeah. But Shaq was known as Superman. So it was kind of like just a little funny both both ways to me. Yeah. Yeah. Later, Shaq wasn't known as Superman for sure, <laughs> at yeah. least on the court. But yeah, that that was a funny, a funny knock. Um you know, so he, LeBron gathers this team. They go to all these different worlds uh, in a spaceship that I actually skipped this part as well. A spaceship that was stolen um, from Marvin the Martian. And I'm going to get to this point a little bit later. So remember the Marvin the Martian point, but they steal the spaceship from Marvin the Martian and yeah. go out and look for uh, to these different planets, if you will, in the universe, in the WB universe um, for different uh, different people. So get the team together. There's a, there's a fun part where, uh, Lola is actually in a, uh, wonder woman universe. And that was dope. Going, yeah, she's going through a test and bugs is trying to recruit bugs and LeBron are saying, Hey, come and play with us. Come and play with us. And the, there's one funny line where Bugs says to Lola, how many times do you get to play with an NBA superstar? 
And she's like, oh, been there, done that. So kind of a, mm-hmm. you, you know, a nod yeah. to the first film. So it's like the first movie actually exists in within this movie. Yeah, uh, in their world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, they get the, <laughs> that they, was funny. the they get the team together. One thing that I, I enjoyed about the first film was once once um, in the first film, once Mike got the team together, they, you know, had some practices and did a couple of things. Yep. Where in this one, I feel like they got the team together and then bam, we're right into the game. Yeah, me too. And the that, game takes that's a long, what it felt like. Yeah, the game takes a long part of the film, which is which is fun. Correct. A lot of fun parts. I loved how Ernie Johnson uh, was calling mm-hmm. the game. He came out of nowhere, kind of like, well, what are we doing here? How did we get here? Um, you look into the what, audience yeah. and you have uh, Pennywise from It. You have the White Walkers from Game of Thrones. You just have a ton of characters. King Kong's in the back. But uh, leading up to this point, what were your thoughts? To this point, so just like you said, um, in the first one, the first one, you, you do have that practice time, which is cool where he asks, you know, Michael back then asked to get his gear here. Yeah. And then on this one, it just feels like, yeah, we go straight into the game. I did notice that, that it was a lot longer, but it was cool because like you said, there was a lot of things. Um, the, you, you know, spotting the different people in the crowd, that was cool. One of my favorite ones, and it's kind of like moving a little forward. It's not the end of the game. It's midway through the game. Where we know, like in the old movie, it's like, it's like, uh, what is it, like Michael's secret stuff, whatever, like they're, they're yeah. drinking their, their, their stuff. I like when they're in the locker room, it was like, it's like halftime. And uh, who, who's the one that says, I forget, I don't know if it's Tweety or whatever, but they're basically saying it's Michael Jordan's coming. <laughs> oh my God. That was the funniest part <laughs> and, of the That film. was so funny. And, and I'm not going to lie, part of, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was a cat. What's his name uh, that did it, right? Uh, yeah. Sylvester. Sylvester. Yeah. Sylvester. So it, that cracked me up because for a moment in time, and we, we would have known this by now, but for a moment, I was like, what if Michael Jordan really comes out yeah. in this movie? I was thinking, I was like, what if they really kept this under? Raps and Michael Jordan's really in this movie, and it's him and LeBron in the same same screen. But I was like, "Yeah, calm down, C Bass. That's not going to happen." Yeah. You you <laughs> even hear the you, you hear the yeah. intro music for the Chicago, you know, that '90s Chicago yeah. Bulls yeah. team, and, and it's then like it's Michael B Jordan, <laughs> B Jordan, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey," yeah. he's and like, that, "Hey," they're like, "What?" I love how yeah, Daffy Duck hilarious. Daffy Duck says, "We couldn't get Michael A Jordan, so we got Michael so B, B Jordan." Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then. Michael B, he's just like, yeah, I was just getting some popcorn in this cat. Just me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, to, to me, that, that was, was the bet. That was the funniest part of the film. That was what, that was super funny. Yeah. Absolutely. What I what I liked about that is like one, it was hilarious, but once again, it kind of acknowledges that there was a movie before, or that there's this, you know, in basketball and NBA, there's always like the talk that LeBron's chasing this ghost and yeah uh, of of Chicago. So yeah. that's what so that was what made it so like over the top for me. I was like, man, this is hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Um, right, but be- right before this, right before we get to the you know Michael A and Michael B Jordan, um, the the character for Dame Lillard shows up, and Dame, oh yeah, beyond all of these other goon squad, which is what they call the the other team in this one, not the Monstars, um, is the ultimate like badass like he's the best one he slows everything down he has dame time he even has his little wave that he did to the uh, oklahoma city thunder that year which is just i mean if i don't know you you know lebron is playing checkers constantly right if this wasn't Mm -hmm. the biggest way to try to recruit dame lillard to play with lebron james i don't know what is okay i'm just gonna put it out there 
That's what he's doing. That might be the whole reason this Space Jam film was made. Okay. I'm just Just kidding. That's a bit bit of an exaggeration, but he was the coolest goon squad character, like by far. Yep. Until the second half where he loses to Granny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then then he becomes old. Uh, Dame Times gets gets sped up, which was kind of funny. Um, You have the notorious PIG with Porky Pig. Oh, doing a little that was hilarious. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. I I love the uh, someone dubbed it over and put it on Instagram. But it's the it's the scene when from eight mile when uh, Eminem's character is battling Papa Doc. And they Uh dubbed that audio over and it fits pretty well. So if you haven't checked that out, I'll I'll send it to you. Um, But yeah, the the notorious P.I.G. scene was fun. Then again, we get into Dame uh, getting older and losing to Granny. And then uh, the the awesome Lola Bunny pass to LeBron James, where it looked like the Wade LeBron um, picture from the Miami Heat finals. Do you remember that? Where? Yep. Yep. Yeah. When where, Wade throws it off. Yeah. Yeah. So they they did that LU. same picture. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, another part that really had me and my wife laughing was you know the the Goon Squad uh, starts. They're still winning, but LeBron's team is making a comeback. And yeah. Don Cheadle's character, Algie Rhythm, is the coach, essentially, but he's getting pissed off and he cusses out the team and it bleeps it, <laughs> which was like totally unexpected in a kid's That's show. True. But we laughed, we laughed very hard at that part too. Not as much as the Michael A and Michael B. Jordan, but that was a, a fairly uh, that was good. Part. Yeah. Yeah. So we have Dom, LeBron's son, leaving uh, the goon squad to join his dad. I did have another note here, but right before this, LeBron calls uh, ISO on his son, and I'm like, man, that is disrespectful. <laughs> he's gonna mm-hmm. I, he's gonna ISO his own 12 year old son and take him to the hoop. But uh, but yeah, Dom ends up leaving because he finds you know, Algae Rhythm is just using him for the created characters that he had made, and he loves his dad. Correct. Yeah, this is the heartwarming moment where he comes back, and then then Algae Rhythm kind of turns into this big Giannis type character and yells king kong ain't got nothing on me which is like a training day quote so there's a lot of yep. there for the older crowd if you really pay there attention is. um and then like he dunks over lebron and gives mm-hmm. it the, the it's over shout out to vince carter uh, at the dunk contest but a lot of interesting parts leading up to uh the end of the film or end of the game i should say but what did you think about uh, I guess essentially the second half of the game. I thought exactly what you said with the with Dame. I thought that was pretty dope. I do agree that he was probably the best one on on the what is it the Goon Squad? Goon Squad, yeah. He was the best one. Um, going just back to like all the little I don't know if you call them Easter eggs or the little you know little things that they add. I think I think it's good. It was cool because, like, if you know, if you follow NBA basketball, if you know LeBron, then you know some of these things. But then there was also references to other things that you're like, okay, I don't know tons of basketball, but these things were funny. So I just, I always liked that that was happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second half, um, I, eventually, like, we, you know, I assume, okay, LeBron's, you know, they got to win or they got to get, you know, get this game closer. So right. I liked how they did it. Um, and I think that's why in this movie, potentially, that's why they had the game be so long. Mm. um so you could tell that whole story in there but yeah i thought i thought that was 
I thought that was pretty cool. I did like the training day reference, which I thought that was really interesting that he would say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. All right. So we, we come to the end, obviously, you know, LeBron and, and his team save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you almost think that, I mean, you don't, th- as a kid, you would think that possibly, Correct. possibly Bugs Bunny is going to no longer be around because, uh, going back to the beginning of the film, there's a glitch in the game that Dom makes where if you do a certain step back move, uh, you disappear, freezes and the player disappears. So Bugs Bunny does that in order to help the team win. And, Bugs is like in and out of it, but you find obviously at the end, Bugs is fine and uh, all is well. So in the end, I have a couple of notes here. So one, this probably shouldn't be called Space Jam. Now follow me here, okay? I know it's a part of the Space Jam. um, uh, Legacy, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Not a trilogy. Uh, Just the franchise. There you go. Um, But the reason the first film was called Space Jam was because aliens were coming down and essentially trying to take over and have Michael be a sideshow. So they were aliens. The monsters were aliens from outer space where this is like a video game and, but it's whatever. I mean, that was a small thing where I was like, why is it, this should just be called something else. And it could just be, you know, an ode, I guess, to space jam, but it is what it is. A new legacy space jam zero aliens minus again how i said going back to marvin the martian he's the only alien in the movie, <laughs> in the movie yep. um but anyways after the first 10 minutes i actually really enjoyed the movie uh in my opinion it's not as good as the first one even taking all like nostalgia out of it i just don't think it was quite as good but it's still something worth watching and i'm sure kids are really going to enjoy it my son um he can't sit for more than 10 minutes so he, we actually watched this during his nap, but he came down for like the second half of the game and the end of the movie, and he was watching the whole thing, so he enjoyed it. Um, and he loved that King Kong was in the audience because he's all about King Kong right now. So uh, I would say watch it. If you're a fan of LeBron, you're going to love it, like Sebastian. If you're mm-hmm. you know, a fan of cartoons, there's a lot of, uh, or Warner Brothers, there's a lot of different stuff in this movie that you're like, wow, look at that. Like they just sneak different things in there. Again, like having Pennywise from it in the, in the audience of the, of the game. So it was good. What, what are your kind of your final thoughts? And then we'll get to this uh, cartoon draft. I'd say, obviously I came in wanting to watch it first and foremost, like I saw the first space jam. And then obviously I love LeBron. I would say that right now I have to, I'd have to watch it a couple more times probably to say that I like it more than the first one. Oh, okay. Rewatch, rewatchable potential. Okay. Yeah, right. definitely. I was a little kid when the first one came out. So you just see sure. everything with a different, you know. Yeah. Different eyes. Yeah. Different eyes and stuff like that. But it was still a, it was a good movie. I think it, I'll, I personally think it's going to age well, just like uh, I was, I was reading stuff about the, um, when the old space jam came out, you know, not everybody was a fan either. Yeah. Uh, people wanted Michael to stay basically in his own lane and yeah. not do some acting, but Overall, I still think it's a good movie. I think for kids, little kids that right now are grown up in this era where they know LeBron, I think it's I think it's a pretty dope movie. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'd say, hey, if you, if you end up watching it, I think it would be uh, it's an enjoyable film. Like it, it's a cool little film to watch. Um, and I know me personally, I'll probably watch it a few more times it, within time, like not anytime soon. But I'll be like, all right, cool. Let's put that on and yeah. see that. I, I think one thing to note, like. 
he got as far as players go, he got a lot better NBA players for this film than the first one. Now, obviously the first That's one a good had, conversation you, you had, had yeah. Charles, you had Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing, which are two greats. But then you have Sean Bradley and, you know, Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson, who at the time, Larry Johnson was thought to be, he was going to be a great player, but then kind of, they all had good careers, right? But not great. Like here you have Clay, you have Anthony Davis, you have Dame, um, again, Diana Taurasi, who's, you know, the all-time scorer in WNBA. So uh, a little bit different on the players, but all in all, uh, I would say, check it out. You know, if you're a, again, a fan of basketball, a fan of LeBron, if you enjoyed the first one, again, I don't think this is as good, but it, it's definitely a fun film. If you have younger kids, I think they'll enjoy it too. So I will say that yeah, the, the soundtrack of this one, not, not even sniffing the jock strap of the first one. Okay. I'm just going to leave it at that. We don't need to get into there you that. Go. Yeah. Don't, don't got to get into that one, but fly like an Eagle. The, forget about oh, it. the, uh, <laughs> the, um, I was going to say with this movie, I guess, yeah, if you like basketball, if you like LeBron or you want to hate on him too, I guess you can watch it too. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure Skip yeah. Bayless has watched this a million times. Yeah, he's like, this is nowhere near as good. <laughs> this is trash. Uh, Let's watch it again. Um, but also like if you like Looney Tunes, I know me personally, I always like Looney Tunes. Right. So I always like the WB stuff. So it, it's cool to see Bugs. Uh, obviously... Man, Bugs has been around for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> he's now he's played with Michael and LeBron. So. Yeah, <laughs> he's so a, he has the longest career out of any professional athlete ever. Yeah, so that's a uh, yeah. I definitely say go watch it, or if it happens to come across your screen, it won't be a bad watch. So, yep, absolutely. All right, let's get into this draft. I have a uh, let's do that. Uh, so the way we're gonna do this, you're gonna go first. The first, oh, three, first the, fir- the first three rounds, then we will flip and I'll go first just to make it fair. So, okay. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm going to write these down so we can, you know, go through them at the end. So again, uh, you're drafting four positions, right? So center, uh-huh. I guess, you know, power forward. power forward, small forward, shooting guard, point guard, and your coach. So with okay. your first so couple, pick in the hard to, with your first pick, in the cartoon dream team fantasy draft, who are you taking? Okay, there's a couple questions before you just uh, bully me into picking somebody. Wow. So, question, hold up, because this is where it got really interested, uh, interesting for me. I told you, I texted you the other day, and I said that these were any type of cartoon characters. Yeah. Correct? Because yeah. I was like going back to like, let me just do DC, let me do Marvel, but I switched it up. I did a little bit of everything. Yeah. This is my, this is my question right here. Okay. So first pick we're we're picking by position you're saying obviously but does my first pick, uh first pick have to be a point guard it could be anybody on the board it can be anything yeah no there's yeah like just like a fantasy draft whatever okay, you okay. take I know and you didn't, we'll, I know you didn't do well in the fantasy basketball this last year Yeah 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 okay I was honestly thinking if I could take LeBron Cart cartoon version of lebron and just wow. put it as my first is that what you're gonna but, do but, but i'm not gonna do that but <laughs> okay. i was really right. considering that okay Jesus. and just to make sure our coaches will be last right you can i mean if you want to pick a coach first go ahead any order doesn't matter no no i'm gonna leave my coach at the end just to, okay. to see if my coach survives this okay 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 so my first pick oh man you make it a little bit tough here but um all right, first pick is going to be – it's actually going to be my small forward. 
Okay. So be my three. He has to be able to do a little bit of everything. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm going with no, and none other than Superman himself, Clark Kent. Oh man. I got to go Superman. Like if you left him on the board, I was like, I got to take him. Like he could do a little bit of everything. Okay. All right. That's fine. Superman, it's your small forward. Okay. I had him as my four thought about a stretch four, but I'll take him. I was thinking of him as my stretch four, but I I think he could play the three. Yeah, no, he could. If if I'm not mistaken, I think he's really like six, six in the, in the DC cartoon world. If we look him up, he's around there. He's around there for sure. Six, five, six, six. Okay. Well, since he's off my board, I'm going to move to my second pick uh, mm-hmm. on, on my big board. And I'm going to get a big man in the middle. And okay. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, none, other, none other than the biggest villain in the Marvel Universe. I'm going with Thanos. I'm going with Thanos as my center. Ooh, I, oh, I had, Harry, I had him Harry as my Shaquille, center too. As Shaquille O'Neal-esque. Yeah. Good yeah. job. Yeah. I had him as my first center, but I also have other other backups in case my position my uh my people got taken up so perfect perfect all right so you have next for your second pick so for my second pick i'm gonna have to do something against this thanos of yours (laughs) and i have a couple ideas and this is where this is where the different mixes of of cartoons come into play where we have to figure this out so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a prime Optimus Prime. Oh, he was my second first as, center. As my center, so he was my second. So we're gonna go with Optimus. You know, figure this Perfect. out. Okay, he he gives you kind of that um Patrick little versatility. Yeah, yeah. Little Patrick. yeah. Maybe okay. a little inside outside. I I really try to think about it that way as if they were playing basketball. Right. Of what would really happen? Right. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna go. Um, I have to get this person off the board because I think when you look at what this person has done throughout their basketball playing career in cartoons, they are top tier. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the best ever getting buckets in two very crucial games. Oh, I know who that is. And I'm for my point guard. I'm going to go with none other than Lola bunny. I knew you were going to go Lola bunny. She is the Steph Curry of this team. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I have to. I have to go with Lola. She she scored the second most points in this film as well as the first space. Jam. The first film. Yeah. Okay. I think so. This is like it's funny because I feel like I'm going behind you, but I'm actually going ahead of you. Um, this will be the last so, round that you pick first, and then we'll switch. So after this, I'll have two picks in a row, just as an FYI. So you want to get your most just, important person off the board. Which, which is funny because, like, okay, I have Superman and I have Optimus Prime. And don't you have three people already? I just have Thanos and Lola Bunny. Really? I said that Optimus okay. Prime was my second. Uh, there you go. Okay. okay and then yeah. I wanted Superman so, as well. So, yeah. So I got Superman, Optimus Prime. I'm going to pick point guard because you need a good floor general. You yeah. need somebody that's um, been able to. You know, not only see the floor, but carry carry their team, carry their brand, their name for it. Right. Not only years, but I got somebody here that's carried their team for generation after generation. Oh wow! Okay, let's hear it. I'm gonna have to go with Mickey Mouse as oh, the point. Oh damn! I was gonna go Bugs, M-I-C-K-E-R. but Mickey's been doing it longer. He's been carrying it. 
Right. No, He's I get been it. Carrying his brand for years. Yeah. Um. Solid so I got, pick. I got, I got Mickey Mouse at the point guard at the PG. Solid pick. I like running. It. I like it. Okay. Right here, I have two back to back. Next two picks are you. Two back to back picks. Go ahead. Go I ahead. feel like I can save one of these for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to do here, and this may be a little um, controversial, but I think if you don't have a great coach, a coach that can um, anticipate what's coming, can adjust, then you're setting yourself back. So shockingly enough, in the third round, I'm going to pick my coach because I don't want you to take this person in case you have them on your board. Oh, Let's see, because my, my coach is, is very important. My coach is none other than the leader of the X-Men, and that is Professor X. Now, he can read the mind of the other coaches or any player on the floor to scheme players out and have the ultimate game plan. Professor X, rolling in his wheelchair, is my head coach. Now, that's a, that's a solid head coach. Um, did you have him by chance? Was he on your board? Yes or no? He was not. No, he okay, was not. Okay, okay, perfect. All you right. thought, you thought I could have saved him. You thought a lot further. I could have saved him. a lot further. Okay. All right. Well, ne- my next pick. So um, I'm going to lock up the, the power forward position mm-hmm. right here. And initially, I had this guy at the small forward. He can play either, um, as you had taken my Superman. So I'm kind of backpedaling here. But this guy is you know he might be a little shorter than your normal four but again he can play the three he's slightly stocky he really brings that he brings that i don't give a fuck attitude and he can be that point forward similar to an anthony mason where lola bunny is running off screen set by thanos and dish it to her for the three or he can make plays Mm -hmm. of his own so i'm going with none other than Raphael from the ninja turtles Oh, I like that. Thank you. I like that. Right. Okay. So he's my four. Again, the point forward role. Go ahead with your next pick. Okay. So I'm I'm also picking my power right now. And like, so we got Mickey at the point guard. Mm-hmm. Got Superman at the small forward. And, and he's a hybrid. He could do it all. Right. You got Optimus Prime at the center. So he's uh, Optimus Prime. He could do power. He could do a little bit more finesse. So I wanted somebody in my power forward that is also a little undersized, but he makes it up with his energy, his tenacity. Mm. He's got that dog in him, as they would say. Yeah. Um, he's got a little Dennis Rodman where I'm sure he can get the boards, but I'm also sure he could put shit back. And I got none other than Taz himself. Oh, okay. A little small, but that Taz-like energy, I'm thinking that's going to be really good on the boards and on the putbacks on some blocks and steals. Okay. So I like it. I like it. Not necessarily a score, you know, but we saw that in in the films, but he's a, he's a workhorse. I I get it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So now I have a couple of options here, Um, but shooting, you know, I, I need to fill this small forward role. We got plenty of shooting with Lola bunny. I need someone at that three because again, I kind of scrambled after you took Superman. So I'm going back and forth between a couple of players here, but I think it only makes sense if your top dog best player 
is Superman. I need a bit of, mm, I don't know what you would call it, kryptonite. So my small forward, I share a hairstyle with this guy, is none other than Lex Luthor, the ultimate villain of Superman, who just might potentially have some kryptonite with him. Might, he might, he might. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right, so then I'm just picking my shooting guard, and then is that it? You just got your shooting guard? I'm going to pick my coach too, but I'm saying Yeah, you, you got, got your guard here. and your coach, and I just have my two guard, yep. Your two guard. So at my shooting guard, Superman, he can score, but I'm thinking I need some sort of sniper. I need somebody that can just shoot the ball, come off some screens, probably play some good defense, quick on his feet. Um, athletic, got, got agility. And I'm just, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking the way that, uh, that Peter Parker, Spider-Man himself whips out those, those, uh, those webs. I think that's as fast as he can, you know, shoot and let go of that trigger. So I got Spider-Man as my shooting guard. Love it. Just quick release. Spidey. Okay. Spidey quick release. Love it. All right. There has been. This cartoon was only around a year. It was about 28 episodes. Um, okay. uh, 22 episodes, I, my apologies. This cartoon was on from 86 to 87, so I barely remember it. I did go back and watch it because I loved the movie, the actual movie, so much. Um, so at my two guard, I have one of the best scorers in the history of cartoons. Um, none other than Scott Howard. AKA Teen Wolf. Wow. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So that's he also that's, can get very aggressive. The the wolf can get very, very aggressive. aggressive. Very aggressive. Out out of nowhere. Yeah. So there you go. Let's hear your coach, okay. and then we'll run through these teams once more. So I'm a coach. I could not just pick one. And when you gave me Professor X, I have to. I have to do a coach and assistant coach. I just have to. Wow. They're, okay. they're, a, they're a combo package. Okay. So my head coach is the brains of the operation. He is just a regular human with a lot of abilities. Mm. He is none other than the Dark Knight Batman himself. Oh, wow. As the head coach. Now. Wow. Okay. He does. He 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 has an assistant coach, and it's not Alfred. I love Alfred, but it's not oh, Alfred. Oh, okay. Are we going Robin it's not here? Alfred. But I had to go assistant coach because I was. I really have them both here written on my thing, and I'm like, man, I don't know who. I love Batman, but I don't want to leave this guy out because he's also hails from New York City. Mm. He's uh, you, you actually have one of his sons on your team, mm. and I think he's able to play and uh, I think he's able to coach against him and really understand uh, wow. the dynamics you son of, of the a underworld. Bitch. You're not doing this, you're Master not doing Splinter. this. Oh my god, Master Splinter as the assistant coach to Batman on wow. this team. Holy so, hell. Uh, I really, okay, I, I really like this man. This was fun, yeah, that really was fun. This, this, whole, this whole draft was fun. All right, let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with some bet. We'll some bet on this. We'll let people vote who wins. Let's uh, do people. And hopefully, vote, I don't yeah. lose. Hopefully, I don't lose like I did the last people vote. So, running Bro, down these up, teams again. before you yeah. do that, let 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 let's do let's do a, a few. Let maybe toss up five things for the people to vote. Like let's do uh, over under on you know who who gets the most points in the game, who wins mm. the game. You know, a little bit of everything. Who might get the most rebounds? You know, just a little bit of everything. Okay. All right. Perfect. 
I will. I just took a note of that. That's I'm, great. I'm down to. I'm down to toss in. You know, maybe twenty five dollars to the winner. You know Ooh. what I mean? I'm just saying. Ooh, okay. We do that. It's not a problem. Let's do it. All right. Perfect. We'll run through these teams. Sebastian at center, Optimus Prime, power forward, mm-hmm. Tasmanian Devil, small forward, Superman, shooting guard, Spider Man, point guard, Mickey Mouse, and your two coaches, Jesus Christ, Batman as your head coach, and Master Splinter uh-huh. as your assistant. On my side of things, center, I have Thanos holding down the key, power forward, point forward, Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. Small forward to combat Superman, Lex Luthor, with his kryptonite Nikes. Uh, shooting guard, Teen Wolf. My point guard is Lola Bunny, and my coach is Professor X. X. I love it. We're gonna, I'm going to put these I votes like up uh, probably Thursday on Instagram. We'll let people vote for a couple days, and then we will, uh, we'll, one of us will be $25 richer. There we go. I like that. There we go. <laughs> Okay. All right. Perfect. Sebastian. Well, uh, I appreciate your time, my brother. Uh, obviously I'll have you on again. Um, cause you are the special correspondent. We're going to get some field, field work for you where you go out and Let's do streets it. and interview, but, uh, I appreciate your time and you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, my man. Appreciate right. it. Peace, bro. All right. We are just a little over a week away from the 2021 NBA draft. It's Thursday, July 29th. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a draft preview, at least on the lottery side of things. Um, so luckily, uh, my guy Rob had reached out to me from, uh, I mean, I guess, I, I guess we met through co-ed basketball, right, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I came on and, and um, took the ball out of my hands, which I was very thankful for because I'm older and I get tired. But uh, we didn't win the championship, unfortunately. COVID ended the season. But anyways, uh, Rob had reached out to me and said, you know, he'd like to come on the pod and discuss the draft, which is great because people that I generally have contribute to the NBA talk don't watch a lot of college basketball uh, or necessarily know a lot about it. So it was perfect timing. Uh, Rob, go ahead and and introduce yourself. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, Name's Rob White. Um, Played uh, some college basketball out in um, Chicago. Uh, unfortunately, my career ended due to injury, as most guys, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, that was mine. That was mine. But mine ended uh, in high school because I wasn't good enough. But I just I say it's injury. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so my, <laughs> mine was injury. Um, jazz fan. Most jazz fans aren't gonna like this, but I'm a Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. I do support the Jazz just by association. So I live out here now. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, this draft is going to be an interesting draft. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of really high potential players in this draft more than we've gotten, you know, the past couple of years, even not necessarily more than, you know, like the Luca, Trey Young, DeAndre Ayton draft, because I don't know if there are, there's a Luca potential in here. But there's, I think this is a much deeper draft than we've seen. Uh, I think there, I think there is a a Luca potential in this draft. Ooh! But okay. there's also a there's also a kind of I feel like James Harden, Tracy McGrady, potential player in this draft. Mm. Too. Okay, and there could be a 
LeBron potential player. It just oh, depends on how this, how this player to, pans out. I need to add a sound effect to that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well, let's do this. Let's get into it. What we're going to do here, we're uh, Rob and I are going to go through the the lottery. So that would be the first 14 picks of the draft. We're going to briefly touch on, obviously, the team that owns that selection, what they need, as well as what player we think they will take. So um, to start off, the Detroit Pistons have the first pick, had an awful season. Uh, I think the two, not necessarily players you can build around, but players that are somewhat of a highlight for the the Detroit Pistons this past year were Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bey. You know, in my opinion, the biggest needs that they have, there's a lot. You could put any player on this roster and make it better. Uh, but standing out would be someone like a center shooting guard or point guard. Obviously they have Killian Hayes. He was injured most of last season, but um, in the games that he did play, he didn't look necessarily great. Now that could be a rhythm thing could be because he was injured, but wouldn't hurt to take a point guard as well. So uh, I think the best way to do this, Rob, is I'm going to defer to you and then I'll give what pick I think a player I think they would take. So who, who do you see Detroit taking with that first pick? So I think as if they don't trade this pick, mm-hmm. consensus will be Cade. Yeah. I personally don't like the pick of Cade simply because you have Killian Hayes already there. Okay. Um, but I think this pick could be Cade if they don't trade it. Yeah. Now, I'm hearing that they don't love Cade as much as say a Houston or a Cleveland. They're mm-hmm. more in love with Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. Interesting. So and, and any of those players would be a perfect fit. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? On Detroit, because that roster is so, so depleted. Right. So if they trade it, rumor is they trade down to three or they okay. trade down to seven mm. with Golden State. Or your Orlando Magic oh, trade up to number one. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing, but this is this is like viable things that I've. Oh no, no. I'm I'm laughing because it, I laughed to I I laughed to hide the pain when you said my Orlando Magic. So that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Orlando could trade, and if Orlando trades, then their rumor is they'll get rid of R.J. Hampton. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's R.J. Hampton, Markel Fultz, and two first round picks. And the picks, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be fine with that. Orlando needs someone that they can build, and and we'll get to this when we get to the, the Magic pick. Yeah, they need someone that they can actually have, you know, have that be their guy. It seems like um, there hasn't been anything like that as far as a pick goes since Dwight Howard where we've always been out outside of the, you know, like, for example, this pick, say, say this draft has uh, six great players or four great players. Well, then we get the fifth pick or it's just always been that way since Dwight Howard. So um, I really hope that they do make a move. I don't know if they do, but I agree with you. Detroit sitting there, if they stay, it's going to be Cade Cunningham. For those who don't know, he's six foot eight, 220 pound guard out of Oklahoma. Averaged about 20 points, six boards, three and a half assists, two steals. Um, as far as a player comp, like there's a lot of, I've seen a lot of Luca 
when I'm reading these different blogs and different mock drafts, I think, I think in reality, he's more of a, uh, now don't shoot me as soon as I say this name, because there's more to add to it, but I feel like he's more of a Ben Simmons, but a better shooter. So I think he can play the perimeter D very switchable. Um, but is obviously a better, I feel like I'm a bit of a better shooter than Ben Simmons myself. So to say that he's a better shooter than Ben Simmons isn't saying a lot, but that's more of a comp that I feel comfortable with rather than saying, you know, a Luca. But who do you think he compares to? I mean, the Ben Simmons uh, comparison isn't far off. You know, I was thinking the same thing, but I don't think his perimeter defense is as good as Ben's. Sure. Yeah. So he could be, he could be, Luca, you know, offensively. Mm. Um, he has the footwork, he has the height, you know. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't have the shooting ability that Luca has, but he'll probably develop that over time, depending right. on where he goes and which organization there, you know. Yeah. Um, so he could be a Luca type, he could be a Ben Simmons type, he could be more of a Magic Johnson play style. Mm, I like that. Um, yeah. Cause you know, Magic Johnson really didn't shoot. He would post up and yeah. go to the bucket. So that's really, that's really what I'm thinking is could be a Magic Johnson, you know, kind of player because he, he posted up all small guards in every matchup. Yeah. Mm. He would go to the bucket. His assist numbers just aren't there. Right. I think that has to do a little bit with, um, being at Oklahoma state, that team wasn't very good. Like even when you mm-hmm. watch the games, he didn't have a very good team around him. It reminds me <clears throat> not necessarily the same type of player, but like when Trey young was in college, he, his team around him just was wasn't subpar. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cade in the league, but I think you can bet on him just being a solid player for years to yeah. come. So yeah. they, they can't go wrong picking him there as it, you know, if they do keep the pick. Um, okay. Let's move on to number two right now. Houston has the pick. There has been rumblings of, of them trading the pick as well. But when you look at Houston's team last year, it was just kind of like a, I mean, honestly, it was a shit show with what happened with James Harden. But if there are highlights of, of last season for them, I think finding Kevin Porter jr. Was one of those. Um, Christian Wood seems to be an interesting player but I'm not totally sold on him being a guy that, you know, you can, you can have as like your second option. They still do. They still do have John wall. The thing with John wall, they're probably going to keep him. I don't see them moving him because his contract is, is insane. Like 46 million, I think is what he's getting paid next year or something like that. So um, there's a lot of things that Houston can, they really need everything. You can take any position here. Um, who do you have Houston taking with that second pick saying that they keep it? Um, it depends on what they do with Kevin Porter. If they, if they move Kevin Porter to the one, then I say they take Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. If they keep Kevin Porter at the two, then it's Jalen Suggs. Mm. It makes no sense to take Evan Mobley because you already have Christian Wood. They play the same position. Yeah. They're both inside-out bigs. It would make no sense to take Evan Mobley. Yeah. So my first, I would say my first number two pick would be Jalen Green. Okay. 
Okay. This is where you and I differ. And we talked about this on our, mm-hmm. on our text a while, yeah. uh, uh, back and forth. I think again, and maybe it's just uh, because I'm not sold on Christian wood. I think they take Evan Mobley. Uh, I think his ceiling is just a lot higher than, than anything Christian wood can do. And I think you can play them both at the same time. Um, not necessarily, you know, saying you have to have one that's just, you know, your center or your power forward, they're, they're kind of interchangeable. Yeah. I, th- I think that with Mobley, seven foot, 210 pounds, he averaged just a little over 16 points at USC, eight and a half boards, two and a half assists, shoots 57, almost uh, 58%. He didn't shoot as many threes for like, you know, you read a lot of the um, different scouts and, and what people have written up on him. He didn't shoot a ton of threes. It was like just a little over one per game and he shot 30%, but I do think he can, he can get a better three point shot. The thing with him is um, for how big he is, his ball handling is, is really good. He can get to the cup pretty well from outside. So very versatile. Um, I, I think they go with him, but again, I can see them taking, like you said, green. I, I don't. I don't see them taking Suggs this high. I think if they they plan on taking Suggs, they're going to trade down because you could probably get something for this number two pick and still end up getting Suggs later. But yeah. I, I think you go Evan Mobley, um, a, a, a comp, and I, I've looked at a bunch of comps. I watched uh, a decent amount of Evan Mobley just because the beginning of the year I knew he was slated to be a top four or five pick, no matter what. And mm-hmm. and I almost I almost feel like he's a more athletic version of Chris Bosch with a better handle, and that's always yeah, hard when you give agree. a when you give a comp because you could you could say that he if he can build his body up and 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 his ball handling skills for a big are similar to someone like a Giannis. Now I don't think he's I think I would say they're better than Giannis, way better than Giannis. That's probably yeah. That's probably in high school, Mobley wasn't a center. Yeah. He was a small forward power forward. Yeah. And I think you could even get away with playing him at small forward from time to time. He, he's he's pretty, good, pretty good on ball defense and he's quick. So I, I just, I, I can't see them passing Evan Mobley up, but I, I could be wrong here. Um, let, let's move on to the third pick with the Cavaliers. And um, we look at the Cavs last, last season, not a great year. Kevin Love, we don't know what the hell's going on with him. He might be done. Uh, everything that you read is that they're looking to move Colin Sexton. It seems like he doesn't get along well with the rest of his team. I don't know if you had heard this. There was a lot of stories going on where when they would play, the other team would tell tell the, the person they were defending when Sexton had the ball, like, why are you working? He's not going to pass you the ball. And like, <laughs> if the other team's telling you that, you know what I mean? It's, um, so they, they don't get along with Colin Sexton and the rest of the team. So I think they're going to move him. They do have some pretty decent young players and Jared Allen, Isaac Acorio, uh, Darius Garland. So to me, you know, you would, you would brought him up on the last pick here, but I think they go Jalen green, um, especially with them moving Sexton. He's going to fit in, I think really well at that shooting guard position and everything you saw from him for the G league ignite team. He's their leading scorer, you know, and they had a number of really good players, six foot five, 180 pounds ridiculously athletic, can play defense uh, a little bit. I think he can improve on his defense. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, when they look at what he did in the G League, they're like, yeah, he's okay. But 
people don't understand that G league competition is even better than what these guys are playing in college. Yes. I think, you know, and for him to learn an NBA style of play that early, I think it's going to really help him going forward. So that's who I have the Cavs taking as far as a comp for them. I'm thinking, uh, it's hard, but I see someone like similar to like a Zach Levine, but like, you know, saying that like the Zach Levine that Zach Levine has turned into not the early Zach Levine. (laughs) So, uh, you know, who, who do you think they take here at three? If in, in the event that at number two green, uh, goes to Houston. Who do you have? I've got I've got Evan Mobley here, so I've okay. got Evan Mobley at three. Um, Jared Jared Allen probably getting traded mm. on draft night. Okay, to say to like a playoff team or something. Yeah, and them and them getting maybe a late first round pick or a future first or okay. something like that. And um, Colin Sexton might get traded, so they might have two or three first round picks. On drive night after trades. Yeah. I like that. I I, I would love I, I think Mobley would would fit in uh great in Cleveland, even in the event yeah. they keep Allen. Like because Kevin Love is done um by okay. all accounts, like they're gonna have to figure something out there. And and honestly, I I'd you know, he's he's had um, issues with um uh, with depression and different things like this. So he he might just be done in the NBA in general, but who knows? Yeah. We, we'll see. But um, yeah, I like I like either one of those picks for Cleveland. I don't I don't think they can go wrong. They do have. I'm excited to see what Okoro does in his second season. And he's going to be a problem for people. I, I do too. I do too. And 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 I'm excited to see Garland without Colin Sexton because when even when they drafted Garland and they had Sexton, I thought that doesn't that doesn't seem to go together very well. But yeah. Um, okay, let's see. We'll move on to the fourth pick, the Toronto Raptors, who, God damn it, if they didn't get lucky as shit moving my Orlando Magic out of the top four <laughs> to get this goddamn pick. Uh, but anyways, they're a very solid team, right? They had a weird season last year. Obviously, they couldn't play at home. They played in Florida. They couldn't travel to Canada. Yeah. Um, I would almost bet on them losing Kyle Lowry. Yep. I, they still have Fred Van Fleet. Siakam has been in trade rumors as well. So mm-hmm. who knows what happens there? Uh, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., who played really well for them after that trade from Portland. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different ways they can go here. Who do you see Toronto taking at four? I've got Jalen Suggs at four if he doesn't go at two. Yeah, same. I have the exact same thing. Yep. What, what are your thoughts on Suggs? Um, he fits. It would be perfect for them. Yep. Um, I expect Kyle Lowry to be gone. Yeah. So Jalen Suggs comes in and is an instant potential rookie of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. Six foot four out of Gonzaga, 210 pounds um, in his freshman season, averaged 14 and a half points, a little over five rebounds, four and a half assists. I watched a ton of him because Gonzaga was, you know, the top team in the nation. They were always on. Um, his mentality is so tough. Like even when you looked at the national championship game and they were getting the brakes beat off of them, the rest of the team was like, it looked like they didn't even want to play anymore, but Suggs just kept going at, and you know, that's the biggest spotlight to that point that he's had on his career. You always keep hearing like, you know, he has a, uh, he was a great football player in high school, has a winner's mentality. Uh, I, I think he's going to be, like you said, I think he's rookie of the year candidate. Great spot for him in Toronto. 
Um, my comp for him, this was tough. Like I went through a lot of different players trying to think. I even looked at what other people were comparing him to. But in my opinion, I have him as like a more athletic. And this is the shitty thing about comps because you say a better shooter version of or a more athletic. But I think a more athletic version of Chauncey Billups when when Billups was just doing his thing in the league. I think he could be that type of player to where he's an anchor of a team for years. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I would, me personally, I would compare him more to Gilbert Arenas. Oh, okay. I like that. I would compare him more to Gilbert Arenas because he's, I mean, he's at that size where he could play the one and the two. Yeah. And he could put the ball in the cup, whether it's off the dribble, whether it's in transition, he's going to get you a bucket. And that's, what Gilbert Arenas was. Um, defensively, I would say he's a little bit better than, than Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I think um, so too. But offensively, I would compare him to Gilbert when it comes to play style. Yeah. His his athleticism is is nuts. I, I, I'm trying to remember the, and it just slipped my mind. I, I thought I had it in my notes. There was a game in the tournament. I don't think it was, it wasn't the national championship game, but uh, it might have been the game right before that in the final four, but where he had no business in getting this block, but he came in and, and blocked it off the backboard. And I think like that was the UCLA game. There you go. Yep. 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 That's what it was. So he just, I don't know. I, I, for me, like looking at all these players, like I feel like he's the guy that I'm going to be like behind for his career, right? Like, Mm-hmm. Who who knows what these other? I mean, they're all going to be good players, but I feel like I'm gonna, he's going to be the kind of guy where I want to watch Jalen Suggs play all the time, just because he just goes all out. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, I like that. There for we get to uh, number the number five pick, and it's just you know, again, <laughs> my Orlando Magic should have had a top four pick. They are top three actually. They didn't get it. They fall out. Whatever. Okay. So we have the number five pick as well as the number eight, which we'll get to later. Um, honestly, Orlando has players in positions that are just all mediocre, some subpar for sure. So uh, Wendell Carter played well coming over for Vucevic. Jonathan, wow. <laughs> I know how you feel about Wendell Carter. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is coming off of his ACL injury. Um, you know, didn't play all last year, got hurt in the bubble. The thing with Isaac, gotcha, had him. yeah, good defensive player, right? Nice. Tall, long, shoot. he can shoot, but he doesn't score. <laughs> That's the thing. He, he's the kind of guy who isn't going to go out there and be able to get a bucket for you. And if that's your quote unquote, best player on the team, you need to move on or get better players. Yeah. I mean, in. he doesn't, he doesn't have to be the one to get you the bucket. He's the he's the three and D power forward, kind of like a um, yeah, a um, Jaron Jackson for Memphis. Sure, yep. I, th- I think yeah, Jackson's a little bit stronger. The thing with Isaac, even when we drafted him, I said he needs to put on. And, and Orlando did it at Mo Bamba. We can go on for hours about the players that they've drafted yeah. that all fit the same type of mold, tall, lengthy, um, and a lot of that is because the GM that was in Milwaukee when they drafted. <laughs> Giannis came over and he's just trying to find a Giannis 2.0, which there will never be. Uh, but anyways, all right, we'll get into this pick. So, so again, Isaac coming off the ACL, Cole Anthony is a bit of an unknown. He had a good end to the season. 
kind of hard to say where he ends up in his sophomore year here. Uh, Fultz is coming off an injury as well. So I think the Magic, in my opinion, just need to take the best best player available at this spot. And there's two names that come to mind, and I think I know where you're going, but tell me uh, who you have at this number five spot. So at the five spot, I, I honestly don't know what the Magic would do. It's, <laughs> it's, one, of the, it's one of the two. Yeah. It's either going to be Jonathan Kuminga yep. or it's going to be Scotty Barnes. Correct. Now, what I've, what I've read lately is Scotty Barnes will be the number five pick. Yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what I've read as well. Yeah. I've read Orlando is heavy on Scotty Barnes. And yeah. if they go, I mean, either way, you'll get a similar player in Bill, similar player defensively. Scotty Barnes is just a better shooter. And Jonathan Kuminga. Mm. Athletically, they're practically the same. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think when you look at Barnes, the thing that I loved when I started watching him, and, and I didn't start watching until really late in the season, um, mm-hmm. and because I didn't know about him, right? But then he starts showing up on different things. So I started looking at, at Barnes, and he's, he's your he's a very typical like point forward to where yeah he's six seven big two twenty five but six nine is he six nine he's six nine he's six nine Kuminga is six seven oh okay I had that backwards so big big kid can rebound um plays from what I saw he has no problem defending one through five now I think That's if you're in the, you're in the NBA and you get a stronger five like you know, uh, Steven Adams. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Someone like that or, or, or a big that can really score, right? Like nobody's really guarding Giannis. Right. But he's a body to get in front of him. Um, that can, that might be able to stay with him. The, the biggest thing with Barnes, um, was that, you know, you said that he's a better shooter than Kaminga, but his shooting kind of lacked a little bit. I, for a player comp for Barnes, the closest thing that I could think of, um, but I think he's a better playmaker is Draymond green because again, I, I honestly could see Orlando if they do draft him, he's the quote unquote point guard. I mean, you have a point guard in Cole Anthony or whomever, but I can see them actually running the offense through him at some point because he's that good of a, a distributor. He's that good of a, a couple of games that I watched. He was actually like, you bring the ball down, call out the play get people to run through the offense, tell people, all right, you know, you're not in the right spot. Get over there. He just seems very smart. Uh, and again, very good on ball defender, very good in getting the offense going, but just needs to work on the shot a little bit. So I like Scotty Barnes there at five. Um, I think when you look at the next pick with OKC, they, this is one of their, what, like 32 draft picks in the next four years <laughs> that they've yeah, just been, yeah. been, been cultivating <laughs> that garden. Um, and they actually have three first round picks this year. So, um, they have Kemba who I think they would more than likely try to move. I don't know. They have a good young core with SGA Poku and Lou Dort. So immediate needs in the event, they move Kemba. I could see them, you know, trying to get a point guard though. You can run a lot of stuff through SGA. So maybe you don't need that, uh, a center. They desperately need a center since they've moved Steven Adams. 
but I don't think you find a center that's worth going for this high in the draft. They could probably pick someone a little bit later. So again, it comes back to best player available. And I, um, like you said, I think uh, if Orlando doesn't take Kaminga takes Barnes, this is a spot where Kaminga goes to the, to the yeah. thunder. Yeah. And to get back to like Barnes real quick. Yeah. Um, Barnes to me, let's say like you could mix Andrew Wiggins and Lamar Odom. Mm. That's what you would get. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has the handle of a two guard. He has the height of a four. Yeah. And he can move, you know, like a two guard as well. So I would I would put him as a mix between Wiggins and a Lamar Odom. I like that. Forward, you know. I, I would kill. I always wanted Orlando to find a way to get Lamar Odom so that I would love that. <laughs> if that's then, how he turns uh, out. And then Kaminga, um, this is the one I was telling you. Kaminga is the one I was telling you has the kind of LeBron potential. Mm. He has the build. He yeah. has the athleticism. Um, he's not a passer like LeBron. Right. But when you when you watch old clips of Brian, like rookie year, the first three, and even his high school highlights, mm-hmm. go back and watch Kaminga. Yeah. They're both look, both very like crazy athletic. Crazy it? athletic. Just look at how Kaminga gets to the cup. Mm-hmm. And then look how Brian did in his first few years. Yeah. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Gotcha. So yeah, the, the he, only has, he has a high ceiling. He was he was ranked as the number one player in his class, right? Um, I think junior, junior year, mm-hmm. and then K ended up being the number one senior year, and Jalen was the number one sophomore year. Yeah, so it's he has crazy potential. Yeah, I agree. the The, the only thing that I've read about Kaminga. And of course, it's all from sources, right? Because nobody wants to come out and like put their name and their stamp on this. But and because is that, nobody goes to the G League to scout, yeah, that too. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah, a, a lot of people are saying that he is um, maybe doesn't uh, love basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's there because he is very gifted, and I mean, t- to some extent, you have to work on your game to be able to get to where he's at. Right. But they're saying he doesn't love basketball and at times can be a, a hard player to play with, but he's 18 years old. Right. I'm sure a lot of people at 18 were hard to play with. Right. Um, so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say, uh, in the G league, he averaged 15.8 points, really good on the board, 7.2 boards. And again, like you said, just athletic as fuck. So I'm excited to see how he does. I hope he, whoever, the reports are coming from. I hope he proves them wrong and has a has a good career. It would be fun to have a mix of SGA and him in OKC for you know quite a few years. Get get the very athletic presence in Oklahoma City. Poku not so athletic, but a good player nonetheless. I heard so. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but I'm hearing what I heard. What I heard. I think what I read. I believe uh-huh. yesterday or the day before. SGA might be out of OKC. Holy shit. <laughs> because he doesn't fit in their plans. You have a 24, 25 year old guard that's averaging 23 or something a game. Yeah. And you have a super young team behind him. Damn. He might be out from what I'm hearing. 
man, I wonder what they moved. Did, did you see what they said? No, okay. there was no, there was no potential trade. It's just that analysts and are thinking that, and GMs are thinking that he might get moved because he doesn't fit their plan. They're getting younger and he's becoming a man amongst boys in the league. And man. he might get moved simply because the team is so young. Sheesh. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a note into Orlando and have him try to get that. I love SGA. <laughs> we just need some excitement in Orlando. All right. That's all you, I'm gonna say. You, you better tweet him because <laughs> tweet him. Tweet him, they might see it. Yeah. You trade you trade um I mean, you could move. I don't give a shit. Number, you can move you whoever. <laughs> yeah. You trade your pick. You trade Markel Fultz. Yeah. And you trade Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. I'm there. I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm you all keep about RJ that. Hampton. Yeah. I like Hampton. I like Hampton. You know, he, he had a good, uh, I, I mean, good is all relative depending on what team you're on and all that, but he had a pretty decent end to the season. So I'm excited to see how he, pans out i mean yeah have i was surprised too, too many guards Denver moved him too i was too i was, I was very too. surprised they really wanted aaron gordon and um whatever like i i've i was on the aaron gordon train for like five years and then finally i was like listen it's just not what we thought it was gonna be okay like it's not it's not you it's me okay we got to break this off <laughs> yeah, they didn't put a team around them. well that's very true okay but still <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's move on to number seven. This this pick has all types of trade rumors around it. Uh, this is this where the draft gets... Gets really weird and fun this is at the, the same time. Starts. So Golden State Warriors, um, again, I don't think they keep this pick, but um, there's a lot of potential for pretty decent players here if they do. Now, what does Golden State need? Well, they have Steph coming back. They have an aging, aging Draymond. They have Andrew Wiggins, who again has been in... I've uh, a couple of uh, trade rumors, but I don't know if they move him. I don't know what that looks like. Um, Clay Thompson coming back, who hopefully, you know, can get back to form. Uh, two injuries back to back kind of are, are scary, but we don't know. Um, so they definitely need depth. Um, someone coming off the bench. They have um, Wiseman, who also has been in trade rumors with this pick. So it's hard to say where they go here but at the number seven spot what do you what are you thinking in in the very rare event they keep this pick if they keep this pick so i've got three names here mm-hmm. i've got moses moody yep i've got Jalen johnson okay yep and i've got james hook knight out of you yeah. yep i the, 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 the guy that I went with was, was book night because he, I mean, if you look from even just two months ago, he has just climbed up the, yeah. the, the mock drafts. And, and I've watched a little bit of uh, video on him on YouTube, very good ball handler can super athletic. And I feel like I've said that about a lot of these guys, but it's very true. No, for all of them. Yeah, he's, he's Zach Levine athletic. Yeah. Yep. Um, six, they have them at six, three and a half. I see six, five. 
Where are you getting these heights? Six five one ninety. Yeah, I got the one ninety. Maybe and maybe that's what I've seen. Maybe I'm looking without know. shoes on the on on where I got my information. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, um, but yeah, great interior scorer. Like you said, very similar to a Levine. Very similar, um, in my opinion, to like a younger Donovan Mitchell. Even that type of explosiveness. But could be. We can all back up a little bit. May not be Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think he, the Donovan Mitchell of this draft is actually um, will be Moses Moody. Ooh, okay. I thought you were going to go with someone who shares his same name, but we'll we'll get to that Moody pick. No, no, okay. he is not. <laughs> I don't have. Even though he's athletic, I don't think Davion is the Donovan Mitchell of the draft. I think Moses yeah. Moody actually is. I'm with that. I, I like Moody as well. I, I do like uh, Davion Mitchell, though, but we'll, we'll get to him shortly. So seven, uh, again, I, so we, we I, I had book night as Yeah. Yep. That's who I had there as well. So um, let's see here. As far as his numbers go, I got to go to the next page on my notes. So I'm sorry here. Average 18.7 points, 5.7 boards, just under two assists. The thing with him is he. Um, he shot 29.3% from three point. So he can work on that a little bit. Right. But I think, um, yeah, it, it went down from last year. Um, mm-hmm. that's partly because I think he dealt with, a, a injury. He mm-hmm. was hurt, uh, half the year. And then on top of that, he's on a bad UConn team. So he was just gunning yeah. all year. That makes sense. And yeah, yep. See, I'm I'm pulling up another page here for the height, and yep, it's six five. So where I got my heights, it must have been without shoes, which is just fucking dumb that I didn't notice that. So some of my heights may be off <laughs> as we go forward. Um, okay, yeah, I, I'm with Book Knight. Um, number eight pick back to my Orlando Magic, who again they can pick anything. Uh, when you look at best available here, I think again you talk about Moody. Um, but who, who who do you have Orlando taking here at eight? If if Book Knight goes, if Book Knight goes at seven, and they take either Kuminga or Scotty Barnes, you take Moses Moody. So yeah. it's it's one of the two, in my opinion, because they don't take another small forward. Yeah, I hope not. It'll be <laughs> I think it'll be Moody or Book Knight, unless they're just in awe of. Keon Johnson and take him. Yeah, I could see that because uh, I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah, well, a lot of what they've done in the past. Because you have sense. three players <laughs> that are uber athletic already around the same height. Yeah, that's a, that's a trend in Orlando, but I'm hoping they do go with Moody. Um, pretty good perimeter shooter on ball defender. Decent rebounder as well um, for, you know, kind of being that that guard. Uh, so yeah, I, I think Moody is probably where they go. Um, he's out of Arkansas, six foot six. Hopefully that's correct. 205 pounds. Hell yeah. (laughs) 16.8 points, almost six boards, um, just under two assists and shot 30, almost 36% from three. I would love that in Orlando. Hopefully this is what happens again. I don't know. They could, Orlando honestly needs, I mean, you have Wendell Carter, they need a center, but again, I don't think there's any center minus Mobley that you take in the top, probably 10 picks, but, um, okay, we'll, we'll move along here to the number nine pick. 
<clears throat> excuse me, which is the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento had a weird season. They they feel like they should be much better um, than they were. You look at the roster. They should. Um, <laughs> it, it just they, it, it never makes sense with these guys. Their roster is comparable to Memphis. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes. You have Marvin Bagley, who hasn't... I mean, maybe he. this is just the player he is, but it seems like there's a, a riff with Sacramento there, so I think they're going to move on from him, but they're at that number nine pick. Who do you, who do you have them taking? So Sacramento doesn't like any big they bring in outside of Vladimir <laughs> Chris Webber. Let's be real. Let's be real. That's very true. You didn't, you didn't like DeMarcus. Yeah. You didn't like Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be real. They don't like any bigs. They don't. <laughs> so if he gets traded, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, the Kings being the Kings. <laughs> and I really hope the, we have the same pick here, but go ahead. And knowing I, how the Kings are. Yeah. There's two things that have happened. They take the player that they should take <laughs> or they take the player that they shouldn't take and they take them because of hype. hype. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, the player I think they should take is Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Okay. The player that they might take just by being the Kings is Keon Johnson if he's there. Yeah. I could see, I could see Keon Johnson. Um, I honestly, when I was thinking Sacramento Kings, I tried to put myself in Vladi's shoes. I don't, I think he's still the guy making the decisions there. I could be wrong. He may have been kicked out after the, uh, after he didn't pick Luca. But um, I think at nine, I think they could take Franz Wagner from Franz, Franz Wagner from Michigan. Michigan. He's I'm not, a, I'm not he, high on Franz, just I'm, like I wasn't high on his brother. I'm not either, but it seems like something the Sacramento Kings could do. Yeah. Now, now. Or they reach and take Kai Jones. They could do that as well. The Kings are an anomaly. Like, at least with Orlando, you know they're going to pick someone that's tall, lengthy, and lengthy. athletic. Right. And guard multiple positions. Yeah, but can't really shoot. But with or the can, Kings. Or can the, decently shoot. The Kings are just a fucking anomaly. So. All right, sorry, I kind of hijacked that for a sec. But so you're thinking? Uh, I'm thinking Jalen. If they do what they should do, I got Jalen Johnson out of Duke, six nine, two twenty, yeah. small for uber athletic. Um, why, why do you think one one thing that has me kind of perplexed about Johnson is him leaving Duke, and it just seemed like he didn't have the season that. I thought he would because I was, you know, he was on my radar um, coming out of high school, but I, uh, he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be a top five pick. Yeah. So, so, so what, what do you think happened? Um, what I think happened because he did that, what, right at like halfway or right before? Yeah, it, it was, it was right after the halfway mark of the season. So what I think might've happened was he was playing like so bad. And he might have gotten to it with Coach K. Mm-hmm. Because no player leaves Coach K in a year. Right. 
halfway through the season. And, and yeah, in less than yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he might have got into it with Coach K and felt it was just best for him not to be with the team. Yeah. Um, or he felt like playing the rest of the season, he wasn't gonna get any better. Mm. So he might as well just leave the team and work yeah. on his own. I wonder if that worries NBA teams. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Sacramento, like that it's a logical thing for a guy who has uh, not necessarily troubled past by any means, but question marks to mm-hmm. be picked by the Sacramento Kings. So I can see yeah. that. They but did I that just, with, um, with my uh, Tar Heels a few years ago with uh, Justin Jackson. Yep. He was mm-hmm. supposed to be better than what he was, but it was a few question marks and they drafted yeah. him. Yeah. And now he's on the bench, not getting any playing time, any playing time for the Bucks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Let's let's move forward here. So what we'll, we'll I would agree with you that Johnson could go there. I actually like I'm gonna foreshadow a little bit to the end of our discussion. And that's who I have as being the biggest bust in this draft. And it's strictly, strictly off of, I don't know. Coach K seems like he gets his players ready for the NBA. He takes care of his guys. And again, I'm a North, I'm a North Carolina fan. Like you, I fucking hate Duke. I hate Duke with everything in my soul. (laughs) But when you my look at what, is, my entire household is uh, hey hey it's the same way here it's disgusting well my son hasn't my son i told him no you you'll get sent to your room if you say that shit again okay do not <laughs> say go duke but anyways um but i i just think you know from from taking my fandom out of it coach k really does get these guys ready for the nba and he he has nba ties yada yada i mean he but, has ties because it's a great program but he doesn't get his guys ready for the NBA, in my opinion. If you, look at, if you look at the best players to come out of Duke all time. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The majority of them are one and done. Yeah. Or they do two years and leave. Mm-hmm. Any player that he typically has that stays three or four years is a bust. Right. I agree with that. I, I think that college itself has changed so much. I mean, I I talked about it at the beginning of when I first started this podcast, because it was when a lot of players were starting to opt out and go to the G league. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it only makes sense. And obviously that this is a whole nother topic that forced the NCAA's hand to be able to say, okay, you know what, now you can actually make money off of going and signing autographs and doing all this other shit, because we're going to lose, you know, uh, not necessarily with football, nothing really you can do with football, but basketball wise, we're going to lose a lot of talent and that's going to hurt the NCAA game, but that's neither here nor there. That's a longer discussion. I'm with you on Johnson there. Um, as the pick for the Kings, let's see next up, we'll go to pick 10 and this is, uh, right now the Pelicans, the Pelicans. Um, I mean, they had a rough season. I I thought, I thought they were going to be a playoff team at the beginning of the year. I thought they had the right uh, pieces in place. I thought Van Gundy, even though he's not a great coach by any means, was a big upgrade from what they had before and that he would be able to do something with the team. They, um, the biggest thing that I see that they need are actual shooters, <laughs> guys that can um, sit out there and just get, get shots when Zion's going to the hoop 
when Brandon Ingram's trying to create. So I have someone in mind here, but who do you have going at 10? So uh, you probably have Corey, uh, Corey correct. Kispert. Correct. But, yeah. But if Keon Johnson falls, they're taking Keon Johnson in my opinion. Oh, I, I, I love Johnson's athleticism. I love how. And, that, and I think the, that's why the three point because you I, don't. Oh, okay, go ahead. You don't have a two guard. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a two guard. So that's why I think they, they take him simply because they don't have a two guard. And that's the biggest need. Yeah. They, they do need a shooting guard. If, if also, if, if they let ball walk, like if they don't keep ball, they don't have a point guard, but I think a lot of times they're going to be running the offense through Zion. Anyways, that's what they do a lot of the time, I guess yeah. it'll depending on what they, you know, the coach, the, the coach plans on going forward. So, um, but so they, I mean, they could like saying that, like letting Lonzo walk, they let Lonzo walk and they take Davian. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So they might even actually take him when you look at it. Yeah. I, I think Mitchell would fit well here. I think Mitchell is one of those guys who has uh, a ridiculous upside. Now the knock on Mitchell and we'll get to him, I'm sure here shortly, but is just that he's older, which is like yeah. the stupidest shit in the world. But you know, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like a lot of times they're like, Oh, we don't want to pick the old guy, the 22 year old. You it's, know what I mean? The league, but, um, I mean, the league is not the same as when we, when we were coming up the older, yeah. you know, the 22, 23 year olds were the ones that were NBA ready. Now it's the freshmen. Yep. Not the seniors. Yeah. And they want to be able to, you know, build around these guys and, and have them. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I think if the player is good, <laughs> right. And, and has the, the skills necessary, like two years, especially now, a lot of players are playing longer than they ever have. Uh, if they invest in their body, if they invest in, um, uh, you know, their workouts, their rehab, different things like that. But again, that's neither here nor there. So 10, um, I love Johnson and, and you know, he was very uh, famously seen hitting his, what was it? Like a 48 inch vertical at the combine. Allegedly it was a, it was a 48 inch vert. Ooh, you hit the allegedly. Because I don't know. I don't know how true that really is. Okay. Being okay. Like I saw reports that said it was a standing bird. I saw reports that oh. were saying it was a max bird. Okay. Now, now being uber athletic before I tore my ACL, mm-hmm. you're still athletic. Don't don't knock yourself. Okay, I'm All not right. as athletic as I used to be. I'm trying to get back there. None of us, none of us are, Rob. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 48 typically is a max vert. Okay, which means you have an approach. Gotcha. Now, so, so breaking that down for people that don't necessarily understand, you're, you're gathering running and, and running up and jumping. And yeah. then jumping. Yep. Okay. Rather and, than just standing there and jumping. Gotcha. Right. Perfect. Now, if his 48 is legit, I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah. But the NBA has a tendency to inflate jump numbers sure yeah um they use the vertex and the vertex only goes to a certain height which means you would have to place the vertex on something mm, okay in order to get 
the 48 or 46. So you would have to place it on something that's like six inches high mm-hmm. to cur- to accurately measure it. Okay. So I don't know if, if it's legit, if it's a legit 48, because they could be saying 48 and it's really a 46 or 45. Mm. Still about four to five inches higher than my vertical is, but, you know, still impressive. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so he, I mean, he, I guess, Keon has the most mystery surrounding him. Yeah. Because you only hear about his, his vert. When you watch clips of him, they all show clips of him cutting and dunking, catching tip dunks. Right. Yep. That's a lot of what I found. I couldn't find much else, to be honest. I can't find anything else. <laughs> yeah. He's the, when it comes to like lottery guys, he's the one with the most mystery. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they, it's, it really just depends what New Orleans, New Orleans does. Like, if they let Lonzo walk, like everybody thinks, then it's Davion Mitchell. Yeah. I think so too. If they don't, then it could be Keon Johnson. Yeah. Or it could be Corey Kisper. Yeah. I, I think if they plan on bringing Ball back, which again, all reports are saying that's not the case. But if they do, I think it's Kispert. I think they need better three point shooting. Kispert, yeah. 44%, you know, six, seven, soft, uh, small forward could even potentially, you know, maybe run a little two guard at times, but probably not. Um, 18 and a half points per game, five boards. A lot. I mean, a lot of people saw him, Gonzaga. Again, he's an old guy, quote unquote old guy. He played his, you know, all four years. So um, kind of hard to say, but I think if they keep ball, they go Kispert. But again, like you said, if they don't, I think Mitchell has to be the pick. I, I, he can't keep sliding because he is um, – well, Mitchell wasn't isn't projected top ten anyway. Mitchell was yeah. It's projected anywhere between ten and fifteen. Yeah. So I, I could go as high what, as 10. a lot of a lot of what I read with that is again it just goes back to his age and that he's yep. short, right? They yep. like you you see him at six two in a lot of places when they measured him without shoes he was six foot, but yep. just from the eye test me watching him play watching a lot of Baylor games last year, like his motor is stupid. He, he can get to the hole. He plays um, pretty aggressive defense, maybe at times a little over aggressive, but like I'd bank on that someone to play with Zion who plays like that, you know, rather than ball. Who's very, very laid back Ingram. Mm -hmm. Who's very laid back. Like they need someone with a fucking motor in new Orleans. If I think, if you know, there's a lot of foreshadowing, a lot of reports coming out, like they got to do something to keep Zion, which is crazy because you know what I mean? It's the second year. This last year was a second year, but they do, they need to build a, a strong team around them. So the, the pick again, my opinion with, with ball Kispert without him, Mitchell, but I could I see him. Agree. I could see him going, uh, even possibly moving that pick, but uh, okay, pick eleven. We'll we'll get going here because we got a. Uh, I don't want to keep this too long winded, but I I yeah. do love what we've been talking about. We've hit a lot of really great points. Um, pick eleven is the Hornets. Hornets are. Uh, you look at their team at a level of just looking at it on paper. Gordon Hayward, 
Miles Bridges, Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, who, you know, hasn't had the career that anyone thought he would. Still an okay player. Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington. I love P.J. Washington. I love uh, Miles Bridges for the way that they play. Maybe they're not the best players per se, but uh, they do go out there and play hard. Rogier Graham is kind of a weird thing. I think they got to move off of one of those guys. I actually, I can't remember. I should have wrote this down. One of them, and I want to say it's Rogier. One of them, their contract is coming up. So it's, uh, it's Rogier. Yeah. Because Devontae Graham got drafted. This was his what? Third year. Yeah. Yep. So he, yeah, it's his third. That was his third year. So he's, I think he's in the last year of his contract. And I think, uh, Rose years in the last year that I got you. So um, they there's a lot that they could draft. Yeah. The 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 most glaring need that they have is a center. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got they tried to do something last year with Vernon Carey. He's just kind of slow. They they drafted Nick Richards late. He's I mean, it's whatever. Bismack Biombo, who was the ultimate what the fuck Orlando Magic move years ago. Uh he's there Cody Zeller's there they need a center to anchor down the middle but (laughs) again I've said it this draft isn't you know chock full of good centers the probably the second best center on the board is the dude out of Turkey um, and I'm probably gonna mess up his name I watched a little bit of video on him with no audio but the last name is Sengun Um, he was a Mm -hmm. Turkish MVP 18 years old but I don't think they take him this high Um, so in the event that they keep this pick, um, who do you think that they take? I, you know, I, I think this is a, a, a potential spot for Keon Johnson because of just how good he could be um, and the yeah. potential he has. But I don't know. What do you think they take here at 11? So I have Corey Kispert going here. Okay. Yeah, um, that, that makes sense need, too. They need shooting on the wing. Yeah. Um, but... If Kispert is gone and Keon Johnson is the best available, I think they reach and go Kai Jones, which is the center Ooh, out of Texas. Okay. Yep. You're probably right. I, I, I like Kai Jones um, for, for whatever reason, in my mind, I see him more. I, he very well could play center, but in the NBA, for some reason, I just see him more as a power forward role, but he's 11. Like, yeah, he's a, he's, <laughs> he's a big a footer. He's a big dude for sure. Um, great on ball defense, really good shot blocking. So yeah, I could see that. I could see them doing that. Like a, um, not the best scorer by any means, but they don't really don't need him to score. Yeah, they don't need that. Very athletic. Uh, I should just I should record me saying very athletic and just hit a button so it can replay <laughs> on everyone we talk about. But I think you look at him, maybe a a good comp, uh, like a shorter. Slightly shorter JaVel McGee, maybe like younger JaVel McGee, where he's athletic and get around, good shot blocker. I could see that with Kai Jones. I actually like that. He he would, I mean, a lot of the the mocks that I'm seeing, he's going a little bit later, but I could see them taking a reach on Kai Jones to kind of fill that center position. Yeah, I like I think, that. A lot. I think he goes that high, um, at his highest. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, let's see, 12th pick, we have the San Antonio Spurs and, um, you know, the last two years have been weird for the Spurs. Obviously they, 
after yeah. moving off Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan is there, DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, who actually looks pretty good for Team USA, um, Derek White, Lonnie Walker. Again, this is another team who is in need of a center. <laughs> um, I don't think you want Jakob Pertl. For, for all it's worth, serviceable, okay, but not that guy. Um, but I don't know what... Th- I, I had the hardest time with this 12th pick because I think there's a lot of questions around. There's always rumors that DeMar DeRozan may be on the move, but I, I just don't know here at 12. Who who do you have them taking? I mean, I had, so I had Davion Mitchell. Okay. But if he doesn't, I mean, he'll probably be gone early. Right. Um. So if he's gone early, I don't have them taking a center. That mm. I would say they would take Zaire Williams. Mm, okay. Um, the freshman out of Stanford. I mean, he's yeah. 6'9", 190. Yeah. So if, you, if you take him, he can play the two. And you have, you have the big body bands next to him, Kelvin Johnson. Yeah. So I think they're, I think they're looking for a scorer. And then in the second round, I think they'll probably draft a big out of somewhere because they're good. They're good with drafting they international are. bigs in the second round. Yeah, they're they. For what it's worth, the Spurs are generally they'll they'll take a guy like I mean, for example, Dejounte Murray, who when they took him, I was kind of like, meh. Turned out to be a pretty pretty good, good NBA player. Yeah, great pick. So uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I I feel like I'm I'm telling you I don't I feel like this Sangoon dude is gonna get taken in the lottery. I I only saw a little bit little bit of him, but I do know that teams like the Spurs. There's there's a couple of teams that enjoy kind of international players, and again, um, being the Turkish MVP, he's young, six ten. Kind of big though, 240. Like, I mean, for the NBA now, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty strong. I don't know though. They, they, this guy may fall, but I think he's going to be a, uh, a pretty decent pick just from the few clips that I've watched. That's the, that's the hardest thing about this. This is the most, um, you know, I, I watched a ton of college basketball, never pay attention to international play. So when I started doing research for this uh, discussion, I was like, fuck, I got to watch a lot of these guys. And there's just so much to see, right? There, yeah. and, and at some point, that's probably why NBA teams have so many people on their scouting, <laughs> on the scouting yeah. team. But, uh, but anyways, I, I, I like that pick at 12. Um, we'll move on to 13 with the Pacers. The Pacers, uh, I, I never, I, I, I feel like they underachieved. They were in the playing game. They have a fairly good roster. Injuries kind of plague them, but with Sabonis, Brogdon, Karis Levert, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, they have a solid starting five there. Um, I think they just need to work on their depth. So I think they have to take the best possible player that's left. We've gone through a number of players already. I could see this um, because I haven't taken them off the board yet, but I could see this as a place where Jalen Johnson ends up, but who do you see at 13? Well, I mean, that's saying Jalen Johnson doesn't get picked at nine. Yeah. Um, yep. 
And I mean, we've been talking and technically Keon, Keon Johnson is still dropping. <laughs> mm, that's true. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if he fits there. Um, I, see I, had, a, I had one more name as well that I was potentially thinking, but go go ahead and then I'll see if you say him. <laughs> I see a uh, a Josh Giddy or a Trey yep. Murphy. Yep, I, I, that's who I had was Giddy as well. Um, played in Australia, you know, eighteen years old, pretty good playmaker from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, his defense is kind of questionable, uh, but yeah, I think. I think Giddy would be a perfect fit, uh, fit at 13 with the Pacers. Um, so would you compare him to uh, Dante Exum? <laughs> Not necessarily. I, I think he's actually going to be I, – I would, I would put him more in the vein of – because he's a little bit bigger. I put him more in the vein of like a, a Joe Ingles. He's sl- slow. He's a playmaker. He's tall. Joe Ingles can handle the ball. Um, Maybe even, I, I mean, I watched uh, that first series with the Jazz and the Grizzlies, kind of mm-hmm. similar to Kyle Anderson, too, to where he's not athletic by any means, <laughs> but he's taller, yeah. can make plays. You can probably feel okay running a little bit of the second unit, uh, running the offense through him, you know, making decisions. So that's kind of who I see for Josh, uh, com- comparable to Josh Giddy. Okay. Six eight two oh five. I don't think there's any player like Dante Exum who was. I mean, injuries plagued Exum's career. The Jazz stayed loyal as they do to a lot of players when they should probably let go of things. But he uh, to say he's a bust would be probably the correct statement. You know. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like I like Giddy there. Um, We'll round out the, uh, we'll finish the mock draft here The uh, for the lottery. Number 14, this is going to be the Warriors pick again. Uh, again, if they keep it, who knows what happens here. Um, we've went over the, what the Warriors' needs are. Obviously, need depth. They need, depending on what they do with their players, trades, it's hard to say. But who do you have the Warriors taking to round out the, uh, the lottery? See, right here is weird because I've seen a few mock drafts and they have a kid. They have Sharif Cooper out of Auburn. Mm, yep, going, I've, I've seen him going high. Yeah, I've seen a few of those where they had him going high, and I've seen a few where they have him going in the second round. Mm. So at fourteen, like I really don't, I really don't know who they would go with. Um, you could fill in another guard here. Yeah, because yeah. I mean they need guard depth, so you could fill in say a a Josh Christopher, mm-hmm. or they reach and take a um, Ayo uh, Dosunmu out of uh, Illinois. I hope I pronounce his name right. Mm, yeah, but yeah, the, the point guard out of Illinois, yeah, six five one ninety five. He'll fit your profile. Um, Josh Christopher fit the profile, but. My concern with Josh Christopher is, is he's not a true first round pick. Yeah. Yep. I see that. I've seen him, like you said, in, in mocks where even um, hitting like 30 at the jazz mocks have him all over the place. So it's hard to, 
hard to gauge. And I, I only watched a, I maybe watched two or three clips on them, which is again, uh, pretty difficult for me to speak super intelligently to them. But, um, yeah, this 14 pick is, is really hard to gauge, try to figure out, um, the, the player. So I had a couple of different players at this spot, but there is a, uh, let me see, let me pull it up here. I think this is a good spot because we hear Franz Wagner a lot, right. In a lot of mock drafts. Yeah. I think this is a potential spot for him for the perimeter shooting. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could see them bring him off the bench, but I don't know. 14 is, is really, really tough. <laughs> um, I do like Sharif Cooper. There's, there's just a lot of guys, but it's, it's hard to know. But if I had to put my money on it, say I'm going to pick one, I'll go with Wagner. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah. Perfect. Well, this has been a lot of fun, man. We're going to hit uh, three more topics real quick and then right. head out. But I've, I've really appreciated the work that you've put into this, the time that you've put into it. And, you know, if you're open to it, I'd love to have you back from time to time to talk about um, different NBA stuff, some college hoops, um, maybe even NFL if you're into it. But um, let's do this first. Let's get into I had asked you to pick uh, a couple of sleepers that you may have. I I think we keep it to two. I have two sleepers here, um, but I would love to hear. G- give me your give me your first sleeper, and then I'll go with mine. My first sleeper, I've got. So I've got Scotty Barnes actually. Oh, I like that. That yep. Okay. I've got Scotty Barnes as my number one sleeper. Um, I actually have four sleepers. Okay. All right. Um, with with Barnes, is it is it? Uh, I, I think. I agree with you. I think if, if he had a better shooting percentage, he would be talked about as, as being the number one pick. Yes. It's that's, what's holding him back. So, you know, we could say in, you know, going to this next question, 10 years from now, if he develops a a serviceable outside shot, you know, 32, 33%, um, he could very well be the best player in this draft 10 years from now, but you know, we don't have a crystal ball, but. Uh, okay, g- give me give me one more sleeper. I, I do like the Barnes pick. Um, Isaiah Todd. Mm, okay. Isaiah Todd. Um, G League Ignite. Isaiah Todd is, where's his measurements at? Let's see, I'm pulling those. 6'10", 210. Yeah. He's, he's athletic. Um, he shot, I think, decently. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, he's a he's a late round sleeper. I feel like whoever gets him is going to get a really good wing. Yeah, yep. I like Todd. I like him a lot. I think. Um, I don't know why. I mean, I, I kind of do, but why he's not higher in a lot of the mocks? Because um, he played in the G League. Exactly. It, it was that's where that's where I was going. He was playing on a team <laughs> uh, with Kaminga with Green to where he's the third best player on that team, you know? Yeah. So that, that makes sense. I do like that. He's, he's another one where, um, pretty good perimeter shooter. Again, I'm going to hit the fucking button again. Athletic. <laughs> um, so average 12 and five. Yeah. Showing at 82% from the free throw line, 47 from the field and 36 from three. I like that. Yep. I like Todd a lot. I guess, you know, he, he has the potential to be, again, like we've already brought up Chris Bosh once, maybe like Chris Bosh mm-hmm. on the other end, 
Hopefully yeah. he doesn't turn out to be like a Marvin Bagley because <laughs> it could be very similar to that as well. Um, but I, I think, think he's a, he's a better, peri- much better perimeter shooter than Bagley ever was, or more than likely will be. He's, um, he's better than Bagley in my, in my opinion. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, all right. Let me give you, I have two sleepers here. Um, my first one is Jared Butler at a Baylor. And I think the reason that a lot of teams have, or you see him slip in a lot of mocks was there was worries about his health. He's been cleared. Um, everything's good on that end. So watching him in, in the tournament, watching him last season, he was kind of like the, the mainstay strong backbone of that team. Mitchell was great. Mitchell was like the, uh, I don't even know what you would say, like a firecracker, right? Butler was always consistent, shoots a great percentage from outside, almost 42%. But I think he's going to slip, um, you know, to the late first round. But I think that's a guy who, where, you know, we look back five years from now and we're like, damn, they took so-and-so over Butler. You know, I think he has the potential to be that guy. So that would be my first, my first um, uh, sleeper. Who who else do you have? Okay. Ayo Dasumu, who's mm. projected to be a late first. And then I have Sharif Cooper. Oh yes. I like uh I like Cooper quite a bit. He he was so I had three I had three slots and he was my third. Um okay. I do like Cooper out of Auburn. 20 points a game. That with him, he didn't shoot a great percentage from three point. It was like 20. I think 23%, but pretty high on assists, over eight assists yeah. a game, four rebounds, which is pretty damn good for a you know a six-one guard. So right. I, I did like Cooper quite a bit. Um again, he was my uh he was my third option as a sleeper. The 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 guy that I have second, and I'm trying to pull up his notes now, and I can't fucking find him, but there we well, go. While you're is, looking for that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Cooper, the only thing that's really holding him back is his height. Yeah. Yep, I agree. If he's, let's say, 6'4", he's a first-round pick. He's a lottery pick. Yeah. So that's the only thing, really, that's holding him back. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I want to try to pull up. So my, my second sleeper is Trey Mann, and I don't know why my notes aren't all here. Uh, but Trey Mann out of Florida, uh, 6'4", I believe, 178 pounds, averaged 16 points, f- just over 40% from three. His assist to turnover ratio is a little questionable, but I think that can be worked on. He just has a good size for that point guard role, shoots 83% from free throw. Um, really, like, I guess the best word would be like, shifty you know athletic jesus hit the button athletic go you know go go one way turn on a dime go the other way so i really liked him um i i think he where why he's slipping he he doesn't necessarily have explosiveness like when he gets to the rim um Mm -hmm. around the rim but i still think he can be a great player so trey trey man would be my other sleeper yeah, um, Trey. Yeah, Trey's a really actually good player. Yeah, um, I've seen a few highlights on him, and 
it looks like he gets to the cup well. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at his stats, serviceable three-point percentage. Mm-hmm. But he increased that. It looks like he increased that drastically. Yeah. From his freshman to sophomore year. He did. And the crazy shit is he grew two inches from his freshman to sophomore year. And it's like, and well, you have a, done. You have him listed as 6'4, 178. Yeah. I've got him listed as 6'5, 190. Well, so there we go. <laughs> what, the, what the, I mean, no, yeah. like that's what the real, you know, what his real yeah. measurements are, you know, are. Are yet to be known. Yeah. But that's a big difference. 178 at 6'4, 6'5, Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I like I like him a lot to slip. Um, but I think you know, if if he ends up in the right situation, right team, it, it could be a, a solid player um going forward. So mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna end on this. Um this question would be 10 years from now, who will we be, who will we be saying is the best player in this draft? Uh, I say Jalen Green. Okay. I like that. I think, I think I'm going to go. Um, I went back and forth with this, so it's really tough for me, but I think I'm going to go Cade Cunningham just off of the raw, a bit like a green is the same way has, has really raw ability really just uh, i'm not even going to say the fucking word again really good they're both they're really athletic Athletic. they're both they're both really good but i think cunningham has that ability to be that elite elite player out of this draft so i'm going to go with cunningham um on the on the flip side five years from now and i've already kind of alluded to this but who are we going to be saying is the biggest bust out of this draft My three are Keon Johnson, Franz Wagner, and Corey Kispert. Ooh, those are solid options. <laughs> Corey, Corey Kispert to me is not a lottery pick. Yeah. He, he is a slightly better Kyle Korver. Yeah. Great shooter. Um, yeah, I'm with that. Better Kyle Korver because he, for all that Korver could do, there was a lot that he couldn't do. But I think, yeah. I think Kispert, um, I mean, at the end of the day, teams want shooting. They want good shooters. 44% speaks for itself from three. Yeah. But um, I think he's better defensively than what Corver would have ever been. But yeah, I, I, I can see that. And then Keon Johnson too, the, the unknown of, we, yeah. we talked about it, so many unknowns. We know that, um, Jesus Christ, he's freakishly athletic. And that, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's just too many unknowns with him. So he could, you know, the potent, his ceiling is so high floor is so low. So, um, I alluded to this earlier, but I actually think when it's all said and done and we look back on it, Jalen Johnson is going to be the guy that, um, is looked at as a bust five years from now. I I can't, I mean, I can't. Yeah. Some, just something doesn't sit right with him leaving halfway through the season Yeah, at that one, you know, Duke had an awful year, which was, heavenly for me but with that said like him leaving it just there was something weird there um he does have potential to be pretty good though too so but i think he will be the bust um all right rob i thank you bro yeah i I really appreciate all the uh, work that you put into this is there anything you want to say before we leave is there um i don't know if you want to promote any of your socials 
or or whatever you would like to do, but now would be the time to do that. Anybody can follow me on uh, Instagram at Reed Jew Whites, R-E-A-D-J-U-W-H-I-T-E-S. Um, yeah, you can you can step into the life of me and Doug sometimes when we, <laughs> when we play ball and play football. So you can see what we do. But, um, you know, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, um, absolutely. But okay. yeah, I, I appreciate all the insight you had into these players all the work that you did. And I'm excited for the draft. We'll, we'll see exactly how close we are again. There's going to, there be some trades on draft night, but um, I think this is a good, uh, uh, a good discussion to let listeners kind of get an idea of the players that they should be looking for, especially in the lottery. So, yeah. all right, my man, well, I appreciate you. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Today's your, your day off. Right. So I don't want to keep you yeah. too much longer. <laughs> Uh, I don't think you want to be running outside. It's like 10,000 degrees, but uh, I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk soon. All right. See you soon. Peace, bro. All right. All right. Well, confetti's falling. Larry O'Brien trophy is about to be taken out of its beautiful uh, Louis Vuitton case by the people with the nice gloves. And, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and I have Kurt here with me to, uh, we're, we're going to talk about the finals for a moment. We're going to, I mean, this game, we're going to talk about this game, this man. Anyways, we're going to get into it. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the season as a whole. So, um, man, let me just get your thoughts, Kurt, of, of what we just saw tonight. So this game, I feel like in reclose our game, there's like moments in the game that you can refer back to that were like super big moments. And this definitely had it just like a classic closeout NBA finals game. But the real story is what Giannis just did. It's on anything. You and I were just talking about it right before we started recording. It's beyond anything I've ever seen in my lifetime. Just, and we need to start calling him Giannis 17 from 19 from the line onto Tecumpo from now now (laughs) on, because seriously, I don't know. I like the game itself was awesome, but the narrative around Giannis and what he was able to do and him sticking with a team, small market team, and then a 50 point closeout NBA championship game where he went 17 from 19 from the line, which is his biggest weakness as a player. It's just awesome. It really is just awesome. Yeah. I, I don't think I've, I don't know if I've, I mean, I haven't seen a performance like that, a single game performance probably ever. Um, and then for that to be in a closeout game of the finals is, man, it's just crazy. Are you getting that feedback on your end? Can you hear that? No. Okay. All right. I'll cut that little part out. Anyways, uh, um, yeah, just just amazing. So we we look at what Giannis did. Like you said, 17 from 19 from the line. He was shooting 59% for the playoffs from the free throw line. So he showed up for that. 16 to 25 total on the field goals. Ends up having 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks. The blocks were incredible. The blocks were big time. Oh, just like man. in moment, like where they showed up in the game, each one seemed to have like, way more weight behind it than just stopping them from two points. It always came down to like a huge momentum swing or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, you had the first quarter where uh, after the first quarter, Milwaukee was up 13 and then they just shit the bed the second. One of and the worst quarters I've ever seen. What a weird, that was so weird. I was thinking, I, I was 
I was sitting there thinking like, is this, is this really going to go to a game seven? <laughs> Uh, they scored 29 in the first quarter. Phoenix scores thir- uh, 16. And then in the second quarter, Phoenix comes out, scores 31. The Bucks score 13. And you're just thinking, ah, here it goes. Here it goes. Okay, we're getting a game seven. But, man, that crowd was crazy. They could probably hear the people from outside. You know, there's what? six. They say they anticipated 60,000 people out there. What the hell? It's <laughs> a whole city incredible and and i think that goes to what you said being a small market team yeah everyone wants to come out everyone wants to win um this champion means this championship means more to milwaukee than probably any one singular championship of the 17 or 18 that the lakers have like yeah i i would i would agree it's i mean they haven't won an nba it's been what 50 years is that what they said yeah i since mean they, that was since way they won back when, yeah, that's Kareem. That's uh, Oscar Robertson. The league was just different too, you know. Yeah, yeah. What a what a what an awesome story. I mean, I think if if we look back at this year, playoffs specifically, um, a lot of people are going to talk about the injuries, you know, of of bigger superstar players, and and but at the end of the day, that's a part of the game. Um, injuries are always a part of the game. I think the bigger story is Giannis and yep. I don't know, he's FaceTiming somebody right now as, as I have it on the, as we're, as we're doing this, he's FaceTiming someone and yelling at somebody. Um, but probably his other brother. That's not there. That's true. That's true. It I mean, so, he, like so cool. he immediately walked and found his brother and I uh, probably his girlfriend or something. And yeah. Huge, like it's the most Giannis thing ever. It was awesome. Yeah. He didn't take a tinkle this game as, as far as we know, <laughs> <laughs> which was like, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I I mean, I was already a, a fan of him and his and his game. I always thought there was obviously things that he can improve on, but he showed up in this closeout game, and there's no question that he is a he's you know a top five player in the league, top three probably, and then going forward, it's it's just cool that he's going to be the type of guy that can kind of carry the league into this next post LeBron yeah. generation. So, and it's just for him, it's like this, this guy really is the limit. Like you said, there's areas he can get better. Like that's the craziest thing yeah. about Giannis is he can get dramatically better, but I haven't like, it was like early 2000 Shaq level of dominance at the rim by him right. tonight. Like, but it was different. Cause Shaq would back you down to the basket and just dunk on your head. Giannis gets the ball at the high block going towards you. There's literally nothing you can do there was right. nothing that Aiton could do nobody the I mean, whole team Crowder tried Frank Kaminsky tried. got it yeah everyone got there and it there was nothing they could do and except they, foul him and hope that he doesn't make his free throws and tonight he did and right. it won on the championship they uh they just gave him the finals MVP trophy so you add finals MVP to his two-time MVP and it's like um he could retire tomorrow and be a hall of famer so oh yeah oh yeah very cool. Uh, Middleton. Um, Middleton uh, sucked until like the last two minutes. Right. Right. Kind of he felt did. like he just, just like wasn't there. And, until- and same with Hall. man. Holiday had a rough, I, I would say two and a half quarters defensively. Yeah. Defensively. He was great. Right. Uh, well, offensively. I think at one point he was one for 11. He ended up being four of 19, but he, yeah, no, it was the first, like that second quarter that was terrible. was all drew holiday. It felt like, yeah. Um, but on the adverse of that, like you said, is defense. Um, Booker's stats, and he was heavily guarded by 
Holiday almost through the entire game. Eight mm-hmm. of 21, zero for six from three, and six turnovers, plus or minus, minus 14. Yeah, only 19 that, points. Yeah, yeah, that's the difference that uh, Drew Holiday made right there. But it's kind of it's kind of like, I don't know. What do you what do you take that? Do you take that defense or you take that terrible shooting performance? Right. <laughs> so it right. kind of like cancels itself out. But yeah, I, I want to say one thing here, and this is a, a throwback to a couple of uh, episodes ago on the podcast. To my guy Nate Chacon, I told you Devin Booker is not a top five player, and once again we saw it tonight. Great player, good. No, well, not great. Good player, really good player. Not top five. Good player, good second yeah. option on a championship team, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry. 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 I was just saying, well, there's that play that you and I texted about where um, Middleton just picked up an early third foul and Booker had him on a one-on-one fast break. And instead of going at him mm-hmm. and making him either foul or just get the layup, he pulls up for a long two. Yeah. That's just like, the, that's what's stopping Booker from, I think being that next level is he just doesn't have, there's just, it doesn't um, feel like he has that killer, like a killer yeah. instinct in him. There's yet. something just kind of missing right yeah. now. Like Giannis, every time he got the ball, it was like, okay, I want to win and I'm going to fucking do everything I can to make it happen. So um, really, really cool. Uh, congratulations to any Bucks fans out there. I, I, don't, <laughs> I think I know one actually, so I'll shoot him a text after this. But um, yeah, it's awesome. It, it makes you feel uh, as a fan of a small market team that there is a chance at yeah. some point for your team to do something great. Uh, you well, can you remember a, a more like Giannis? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but can you imagine? Can you remember a, any more like homegrown championship? I honestly don't. I was trying to think about it, and I can't. I, I, the one thing that I, the one team I thought about was Golden State prior to getting uh, mm. KD, because yeah. that was one thing with them when it was Steph, when it was Clay, when it was Draymond. They did add Iguodala. But yeah, a lot but, of those guys that they had were drafted mm-hmm. and the ones that they brought in weren't necessarily like their top tier stars. They were more role players, similar to how uh, Milwaukee is. I mean, they did bring in Holiday, who's you could say is their third best player. But, um, you know, Middleton's drafted, uh, uh, Giannis is drafted by the team. And they talk about when those guys were drafted, at, uh, I, think, I believe it was what, five, six years ago, the team had only won 19 games. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, look at them now. So, there is hope, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stat line, okay? Pat Connington yeah. stat line. 0 for 4, <laughs> 0 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 NBA championship. Damn. Can you believe that? What a stat line. Shout out to Pat. Bobby Porter's played amazing off the bench. Um, there's one thing about Bobby Porter's that I've noticed uh, in this finals is He's got a little bit of psycho in him. Oh, 100%. He's, you can tell he's upset. He makes no facial, his facial features change not, not at all, not a, not a single bit. And you're like, I feel like he could kill somebody, but. Uh, no, nah, he's like, uh, if, if KG is like Coke and rum or just like straight up Coke, <laughs> then Bobby Porter's is just Diet Coke. Kind of the same thing, <laughs> but, you know, just not as good, but. Yep. Uh, another great stat line that jumps out here. PJ Tucker, 36 minutes, zero points, 0 for one shooting, six boards and an assist. A huge still at the end of the game though. Incredibly huge. Still every team needs a guy like PJ Tucker that just knows his role yeah. and plays it. You know, yeah. they're no, they're not expecting him to make anything. He, he missed a corner three. And I, I was like, well, he's not getting any more shots, but that was, yeah. even, I think that corner three was even in like the late third quarter. So, 
Um, for real though, there was a moment talking about like role players and, and doing what they do. Um, Brooke Lopez had like a mm. three minute stretch and <laughs> pretty, you know, it was pretty cool to see Brooke Lopez was a yeah. great player in this league for a while and found himself a, a good role on a team and got himself a, a championship. Yeah. Jeff a Teague is an NBA champion. How does that make you feel? Cool. He was on the magic for about a week and a half. They, as some people say, they had a cup of coffee and then he was gone. Um, yeah. I mean, both teams play well, Milwaukee plays eight players. Uh, Phoenix plays nine um, campaign. I don't know why they didn't play him more. He played 10 minutes, had 10 points. I know he's not the best uh, option defensively, but you know, even if you're playing, I mean, I, I, then again, I don't know who you take out. Bridges didn't have a great game. No, your boy Bridges didn't show up as yeah as he has been. Crowder, um, Mister yeah, Irrational, Crowder <laughs> Irrational Confidence. There was a there was one point. Uh, me and my wife were watching, and this is in the fourth quarter, where the ball gets tipped out to Crowder. And Booker's wide open and Crowder looks at him and then shoots it. And I'm like, yeah, fucking better go in. And he, he actually made that one, okay. but then he, he missed two more threes after that. But, um, classic, this is a classic Jay Crowder stat line four for 11 <laughs> from the field, two for nine from three. Why is Jay Crowder taking nine threes in the game? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Aiden had a bad game. I didn't see his stat line, but he did not. Play well. Poor guy was probably just gassed. He was in foul trouble, but yeah, I mean, he I mean was the it, one that got thrown in front of this all game. When you're t- when yeah, when you're having to deal with that, it's it's tough. I mean, and you even saw Kaminsky getting a lot more minutes than I think he's gotten all all series. Eleven minutes, six points, but trying to throw another body in there to get Aiton a little bit of rest. But very cool. Um, you know, Milwaukee Bucks NBA champs, twenty twenty one. So, um, I, I, this is honestly, it's probably way too early. Um, but I had, you know, asked you to, what, what's, uh, what's your way too early predictions for next season? <laughs> uh, uh, Brooklyn gets their shit together and just runs the table. Yeah. Runs the gamut. You kind of feel like that's what it is. As long as everyone stays healthy. Like yeah. I, I, you know, beginning of the year, I, I went back to check my work, you know, cause I couldn't remember everything. But I thought that uh, at the beginning of the year, I even picked Brooklyn to win prior to getting Harden just because I thought they were that much better than everybody. But injuries played a big role. And not to discredit anything that Milwaukee did. But um, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. Brooklyn, I think, ends up rolling next year. Um, and then, I mean, on the, the, the West, who the hell knows? Who the knows, West man? is uh, a lot of questions. What does Chris Paul do? Where does he go? Does he stay? Um yeah, who? Where does it? Does Dame end up staying in Portland? There's just too many unknowns right now. But that's what's fun about it. You just try to, you know, throw something out there. So I'm gonna my way too early prediction is going to be Brooklyn, and I think fuck it, I'm going Denver. Denver, Brooklyn. Really? Okay. Jamal uh, comes back. Billing. Jamal good. comes back. I think they make a move. I think Porter. Uh, our boy, MPJ. the anti-vaxxer, just elevates his game more. Jokic is amazing. Um, again, way too early, but I think why not? You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, the Delta variant can very well just derail your entire prediction. Very much. MPJ gets it. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Uh, right. No, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, shit, I should have picked something else. But, um. <laughs> Uh, and next year, I think the MVP race will be interesting. I mean, Giannis coming off of this is going to want another championship. I think he's going to play great, but 
with him already having two MVPs, you know, they gave him a year off of the MVP. Do they give him another one? Maybe does, does someone like, you know, Donovan elevate his game even more? Does fuck. I don't know. Does Jokic do the same thing? Like it's tough. Steph Curry. Is there some dark horse that, well, I'm not even well, thinking I don't know. about. Yeah, I think if like Simmons leaves and the Sixers have a big year, I think Embiid is kind of like a front-running MVP right. candidate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, man, I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I don't want to take too long because it's 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 a uh, school night. It's a little late. And uh, <laughs> the pod's already already a little long. But, um, you know, I think we talked we touched on this once before. But what's uh, what's kind of your hopes for the Jazz? As as you are a, a huge jazz fan this off season, yeah. um, there's. Well, I honestly, sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, there's. We were one legitimately like, we were one wing defender away from probably being in the finals. Yeah, if, if you think about it. Um, so I want to address that. I do think we need to bring Mike back, sign him for like two years, if if we can, if he's willing. Um, I mean, Mike Conley's a great player, and anyone who thinks that with the point guard talent that's available to in the free agency, there's not going to be a better choice for us. Um, just run it back with them again. I mean, we, we were the best team in the regular season. Um, yeah. so why not do that? And then, you know, get ourselves ready for playoff basketball with, with another long wing defender that, um, when we're in situations that they go and do like a, I don't know, one big and, and four, uh, shooters and yeah. you kind of have to just, you know, take Rudy out of the game then we're ready for that this time and yeah. I mean Donovan I don't he's not at a ceiling yet um he gets better every year so that's a huge plus for us mm-hmm, um, but I I think we need to make serious moves and like put ourselves in that contending level to keep him happy um and yeah just I I just I think a number one is address the Mike Conley situation number two is find that long defensive wing that can you know, play on the perimeter or down low if we need them, right. which we didn't have, which we could have had with Jade McDaniels, but that's neither yeah. here nor there anymore <laughs> because Dennis lost his job over it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I say this, I've said this the past couple of, of seasons, every time the jazz is, uh, out of the playoffs, I, I think, and, and now I start to look at it differently. I always, I can, I would always say you can't win a championship if Rudy Gobert is your second best player, second uh, quote unquote best player on the court. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, in the, down the stretch offensively, he's somewhat of a liability unless you can find a way to just have these lobs and pick and rolls. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw like, uh, you know, we talked about it uh, to death, but with him getting um, schemed out of the game against the Clippers and they kind of, had done that with Houston in the past, not necessarily to the same effect, but um, I don't know. There, there has to be something, there has to be some type of depth added to, like you said, when, if you get in that situation, you can take Rudy off the floor. Um, and, and so this is where it's hard. He's making, I think 43 million next year. Yeah. It's, it's Donovan's insane. like 36, 37. Yeah. I, I can't remember exactly. So then to bring Mike back, I mean, I, this is going to be a big off season uh, for Mike to decide what he wants to do. Like yeah. if he wants to have a, a pretty good shot at trying to, you know, go to the NBA finals, win a title, or is he, cause there's going to be bad teams out there that are going to pay him a shitload of money. Yeah. He's got to just hope, figure out what he wants. I think he's, I hope, already, he's already been paid. Yeah, so he made his money. I feel like that contract he got with the Grizzlies that we traded into 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I I hope in his mind he got his money and now it's, he's thinking about the next thing, which is yeah. the championship. I mean, we got him his first All Star game. Maybe we can get him a ring too. I don't know. Right. And then yeah, I also I also wonder about um, Ingles. I wonder about Bogdanovich. Like, mm. do they maybe flirt with the idea of moving Bogdanovich while? I think you can still get something fairly decent for him. Not to say he didn't play well, but there was games where he disappeared. There was games yeah. where, um, and then games where he did great. So I think he solidified himself for me to at least play out his contract with what he did defensively against Kawhi, which is the craziest. I can't believe I said that sentence out loud. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he but played it's true. Kawhi, great. He yeah. played him great. So yeah. um, if he can like bring that effort, you know, through an entire playoff run then great and i yeah. you know he's a good shooter he's came off that wrist injury last year let's hope that you know i mean it, you know it's just i don't know it's, it's tough there's, yeah we're at that we're at that la- we're at the glass ceiling right now like how do you break through you know yeah. it's we've never yeah. been this good I, I honestly don't think we've been this good since the 90s but mm-hmm. what do you do like how do you make that last step and it's really hard it you you rack your brain and you're like i don't know yeah Yep, and that's why we don't get paid the big bucks to do it, you know, because we would just be like, I don't know, let's try this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's go ahead and move. I would have traded Rudy a year ago, but that yeah, I'm not well, in his <laughs> his stock's gone now anyway for a while. That's the hard part is is he's not um his value isn't what his contract um you know is worth. So yeah. trading him, you're trading him for less than what he's worth, but Anyways, we see uh, Giannis giving hugs to the kids, heading back to the locker room because he's awesome. With his yeah, with his goggles on, he's about to just pour a bunch of champagne, which is great. Uh, a lot of fun. The season was a lot of fun. We have the draft to look forward to, free agency to look forward to, summer league. You gonna catch a summer any summer league games? There'll be a couple here in uh, Salt Lake City. You going to any of those? Uh, I used to go to when I remember going to the Rocky Mountain Review all the time. I yeah. remember seeing uh, when I was really young, Jason Williams. Um, but yeah, Jay Williams or, or or Jason like white chocolate Jason white Williams. chocolate baby. I was like, oh shit, really little. Wow, yeah, okay. I I had gone when Jay Williams was there, like when he had got drafted by the Bulls, and he was sitting next to Jerry Krause, and mm-hmm. I just kept thinking like, you're the guy that ruined the Chicago Bulls, like. <laughs> but they had the most I, athletic team at that Rocky Mountain Review. But, do you remember the Deshaun Stevenson draft where he was like the next thing for us for the yeah. draft? Yep. That, yeah, out of yeah, high school. Yeah. yeah. And he was remember like him bouncing, bouncing it off the the wall and dunking it like pregame. And everyone's like, yeah. oh my God, it's over. It's <laughs> over. I'm like, well, let's wait till he gets in the game. Yeah, that, was, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was when like you're little and all you just see is them like dunking. You're like, yeah, he's the best player I've ever seen in my life. It, exactly. Yeah. Oh, Darvin Ham, he can hoop <laughs> <laughs> for the, yeah. oh man. All right, Kurt. Well, uh, I know we'll have you on soon again, but I did want to kind of, you know, put a bow on this NBA season as you've, you've helped me along, uh, most of the way. Um, I'm pretty sure I've won our picks. I, I could go back and tabulate it. Uh, you won. We'll go to lunch at some point. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. All right, Kurt. Well, you have a good evening. Like I said, it is a school night. It's way past my bedtime. So, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Once again, Milwaukee bucks. Wow. Crazy NBA champions.
coming off of the draft discussion with Rob, I wondered when was the very first NBA draft? Now, something that I obviously didn't know because I was wondering about it, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners of this pod don't know either. So you can look at this one of two ways. So the very first quote-unquote NBA draft was in 1950. Prior to 1950, the NBA was known as the Basketball Association of America. So they weren't renamed that until renamed the NBA until April 25th of 1950. So it all depends on who you're asking here, right? Are we going to go by the BAA or are we going by the NBA? So BAA, the very first draft, the very first pick in the draft was <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Ironmen. Yes, the Pittsburgh Ironmen. They drafted a five foot ten forward. I'll say that one more time: a five foot ten forward who played at the uh, Texas Wesleyan University, where he played three seasons. Funny thing about this: he never ended up playing professional basketball. <laughs> he went on to coach at Pampa High School in Texas. So, <laughs> the first pick of the very first NBA slash BAA draft was this Clifton McNeely who said, you know what? I actually think I'm just going to go ahead and coach and I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to play. Now, if we talk about the actual NBA draft, which the first quote unquote NBA draft after the name change was held in 1950. The first pick in that draft was by the Boston Celtics. He was a six foot 11 center and his name was Charles Chuck Share. So he ended up playing 10, season in, 10 seasons in the NBA and actually won um, one title with the St. Louis Hawks in 1958. Throughout his career, Chuck averaged 8.3 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, and 1.4 assists. So, a little bit better career um, than Clifton, but still not great by any means. But there you go. The first picks, uh, I guess you would say, of the NBA and BAA drafts. So, uh, appreciate you guys for listening. I hope you really enjoyed the pod. It was a longer one today, but I think you had some some really fun content, some really informative content in the draft guide that we did with Rob. So see y'all next week. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review where you can, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.